following is a presentation of Radio Alabama Sports. This broadcast is copyrighted by Radio Alabama for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts of the game without Radio Alabama's consent is strictly prohibited. is the Radio Alabama Sports Kickoff Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network. Center, Southern Smiles of Sylacauga, Atkinson Homes, Area Real Estate, Movement Mortgage, Coosa Valley Auto Sales, Sylacauga Chamber of Commerce, Cup of Grace Cafe and Coffee Shop, Van Zant Hardware, Sycamore Federal Credit Union, Amya, Childersburg Parks and Recreation, Coosa Valley Recycling, Alabama District 33 State Representative Ben Robbins, Heritage Freight, State Farm Agent Albia Steers, Central Alabama Community College, Sylacauga Parks and Recreation, Furniture Masters, Sarah Automotive Silicaga, Greater Coosa Valley Chamber of Commerce, Alta Point Health, Broadway Spinal Care, and First Bank of Alabama. Now, here is color analyst Jacob Bassett and the voice of Fayetteville Wolves Athletics, Blake Bagley. Welcome in to Sewell Field here in Woodland, Alabama, your Wolves. Take on the hometown Woodland Bobcats. Blake Bagger alongside Jacob Bassett. Getting ready for a nice night of action out here. The weather's perfect, not a cloud in sight. Sun's just setting there to the right of us, and uh, it's a good night for some football. Yeah, you, you remember the last time we were here, it was early in the season. You know, the sun was going down behind the gym over there to our right, and it was hard to see that way, but, you know, we're later in the year this time, and there's a chill in the air. It's football weather tonight, Blake. Uh, that it is, Jacob, and you know you recall the last time that, that we came and played here, actually our first broadcast together, um, we were filling in for KJ, who was on vacation at that point, and, uh, you know, the game ended in some controversy, so I'm sure the Wolves remember that, and the Bobcats remember it, too, and they, uh, each side want to leave no doubt in who the winner is here tonight. Yeah, we were, we had the win locked, and we had a stop on fourth down. We actually sacked the quarterback, and they were awarded a first down for their efforts, and how that happens in the game of football, I don't know, but that was the pass. Tonight's a new night, and I feel pretty good about tonight. That it is. You know, we didn't have a chance to ask Coach Limbaugh last night because we were excited about the win and everything. I don't believe we have any injuries, and I believe everyone will be 100% and a go for the Wolves, and um, it looks like most of the guys dressed out for Woodland as well. Yeah, we're looking good down there. You know, we're wearing the all-whites with the gold domes tonight. I like that look. Well, 
I'm partial to the old white helmets we wore a couple of years back, but these uniforms look good. Their numbers are easy to read on both sides, and hopefully we'll see a lot of white jerseys in the end zone tonight. Yeah, that's what we're hoping, Jacob. You know, we played great two weeks ago against Thorsby. We played on that Thursday night, you know, because of because of race weekend. And uh, last week we really took a step in the wrong direction, but we since our opponent was definitely inferior, uh, we were able to come away with the win, but played a horrible game and should have lost. Yeah, Kusa had three possessions in their own red zone, and they weren't able to convert on any of the trips down there. And in a questionable decision by their coach last week, they had a quarter uh, running back, number four, I can't remember his name to save my life, but he played running back cause the whole game. They put him in at quarterback for one play. He was a 70-yard bomb or a 60-yard bomb, and he's back at running back the rest of the game. Yeah, I still don't know how that happened. I was actually talking to uh, some of some of the other guys here covering the game for Woodland side and was telling them about that and, and how it didn't make any sense. You have a guy that can put the ball on a dime 60 yards down the field, and yet you only put him in at quarterback for one play. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he's a new coach. I believe this is his first coaching Stint, but you know what? You learn from your mistakes. You you know that's a, that's what your first year is for is to learn your offense, learn who your playmakers are, and maybe in the off season they'll go back and you know look over the tapes from all the games this year and see what they could have done different, and maybe they'll be a better team next year. And I believe that's the same thing with this team. We're a very young team. I saw a picture on Facebook today of the freshman uh, Wolves, and there was like 15 or 20 of them. So you know we're very young. We're very inexperienced, but I believe, you know, here we are week eight. We're getting better as every week gets on. That's right, Jacob. When you speak of mistakes and learning from mistakes, the Wolves are going to have to learn from their mistakes last week. When it comes to protecting the football, four turnovers, Jacob, two on their first two possessions. Um, if you're Limbaugh and company, how do you correct that and, and protect the football a little bit better here tonight? Well, you've got to teach better discipline, both with the football and without the football. You know, we had some costly penalties last week, too, and, you know, penalties is a drive killer as well. But you got to teach them, when you have the football, that that's your possession. You know, you own that football for those, you know, few sets of downs you get, and you can't lose it. You, you'll lose a turnover battle, and if you lose a turnover battle, in most cases, not our case last week, but in most cases, you, you'll lose the football game that way. And and not, not to make excuses for the Wolves, but, you know, Coach Limbaugh communicated to us last night in the Coach John Limbaugh show at Harvey's that they didn't have towels. So do you think that could have played an important role? Think back to it. There was no interceptions. They were all fumbles. Not having the towel on the side of you playing out there, could that have factored into maybe why they caught the ball up so much? Yeah, wet football makes a lot of difference. You know, you watch a game in the rain, and, you know, I don't believe they allow sticky hands in high school football. And when they're, when it's raining outside, and, you know, it wasn't raining last week. It was just humid. And a wet football will slip really easily. And he said that Coach Jacks took his sh- uh, undershirt off, and they used that for a towel. Eventually, that undershirt's going to get soaked and it's you know you, you can't use it anymore and i believe you know later in the game when we started turning the ball over you know two three times that was a big factor yeah that it was jacob like you said got to correct that and uh really got to do a bit a little bit better with the field position battle too they kind of gave kusa some good field position luckily they weren't able to capitalize but this woodland offense returning their quarterback callan gay uh, i believe he's two or three years starter um, a bigger guy out there looks like he's got a lot of experience. Him leading the offense, they will capitalize on that good field position. So the Wolves are going to have to get a couple of first downs every drive. Can't stall. That way you at least pin them deep. 
Well, look at every other game we've played, and we'll see it again next week versus Comer. When you have the same quarterback for two or three years, that experience shows. Look at Blake Allens, who's been at Vincent for the past 20 years, it feels like. you know, yeah. We played them, and, I mean, he was he was untouchable. I mean, even against Comer, against a great Comer defense, uh, he was showing signs that, hey, he's probably one of the best quarterbacks in this region, if not the state. And that comes with, you know, having that two- or three-year starter. You know, this year we have Landon Payton, who's been our primary starter for most of the season. He's only a sophomore. This is his first year seeing those starter reps at quarterback, and it's showing at times. That it is, Jacob. You know, last week they pulled and put Caden Spearing in there for that heavy package there at the end of the game. Um, and I know it was to run the ball, but you got to think that may have played into Landon's psyche. So he's coming out here trying to, you know, prove something and had a bad pass at the end of the Thorsby game. And so that weighs on him. And I think he's going to come out here and try to win. But you can't try to play hero ball. But I think uh, Limbaugh and the coaching staff have talked to him and know, and you know, having know that he's not got to win the game for him. It's a group effort, and they can all pitch in to win. He's not got to do it single-handedly. Well, you know, looking at his receiver core, he's got an experienced receiver core around him. He has Zeke DeLoach. He has Cadence Barrett, and he has a, a senior newcomer who's actually been a pretty big part of this offense, and that's Reed Wallace. You know, those are his three primary guys. And, you know, if it wasn't for Zeke DeLoach, we wouldn't have scored in that Thorsby game. You know, all three touchdowns that Landon threw were, were to Zeke. You know, Zeke's a big part of this Fayetteville offense. That he is. And, you know, he kind of, it was kind of quiet last week. You know, Limbaugh talked about it on the show last night. They couldn't get him the ball very much. Um, you know, Kusa probably game plan just to take him away. But he's kind of quiet. So he's due um, a, a big game here tonight. Yeah, you know, these coaches watch film, and they watch film for a reason. And they watch that film to key on who their playmakers are. And when you see one guy scoring all the touchdowns in one game, that's the guy you focus on. And when you focus on that guy, you take him out of the equation, and that forces your quarterback to rely on the other receivers around him. That it does, Jacob. That it does. And, uh, you know, I'm, it, it's been a tough season for both of these teams. So, you know, they're both trying to right the ship here as the, the season carries on to end the year to take that positivity into to next year. So talk a little bit about how – at the end of the season, how that carries into the next year? Experience. It starts with experience. These guys are young. We're in week eight. We have two games in the season left. You know, unfortunately, we're not going to the playoffs this year. But, you know, these last two games, these last three games, Comer and Holy Spirit following tonight, that's where you gain your experience. Next week, you're going up against one of the top teams in the state. You know, that's a gauge to see how you can compete. You know, we did it against Isabella. When Isabella put their young guys in in the second half, and, you know, we had our starters in. You know, our starters are all freshmen and sophomores for the most part. That's where you gain that experience. And, that you know, we showed signs of life against a younger Isabella team in that second half. You know, we scored all of our points against them. So maybe that's a positive looking forward. That it is, Jacob, and uh, I think the Wolves definitely do want to write that, as you were talking about, and, and they played well in the second half of the games, and you see they're starting here in the second half season to start gelling together, getting some experience, and as we were talking to the, the other guys from the other networks here in this area who were kind enough to let us uh, actually hook our extension cord up to their equipment, um, they were talking about how this team's got a lot of young guys there, not a lot of experience, a smaller team, so it's kind of equally matched here for the Wolves, and, and uh, so it's a great opportunity for both sides here tonight to try to right the ship going into next year. Yeah, and one thing we do have in common, we have a win over a common opponent. They beat uh, Coosa Central the week before we did. 
So, you know, they won against Coosa 39-26. But looking at the rest of their scores, they scored six points, three points, six points, got shut out twice, and then the 39 points against uh, Coosa Central a couple of weeks ago. Where we've scored 103 points this season, they've only scored 54. Um, their defense has given up big numbers, a 31, a 36, a 48, 42, 40, 26, and 39 against Vincent last week. So their defense is going to give up points. That's where we need to rely on this Wolves offense to make plays, control the football, and score often. Yeah, absolutely, Jacob. And, uh, you know, it's uh, like we were talking about, our offense has definitely scored a little bit more than them. And this defense has played very well all year, especially against the pass. So I'm not sure exactly what Wooden likes to do, whether they like to run the ball a lot or like to pass the ball a lot. But here in these past few games, the Wolves have really been physical up front and have limited the uh, the running game and the passing game. You know, held Kusa to eight points last week. So I really think the defense has got to come out here and, and definitely pitch a good game in order for this team to have a chance to win. And, you know, not to take anything away from Kusa, Yes, they are. You know, they're not the best team out there this year, but they had a lot of playmakers out there. You know, they threw balls, you know, 10, 20, 25 yards, you know, give that 60-yard pass in the second half last week. For the most part, we stopped those passes. You know, we, we wasn't expecting a 60-yard uh, bomb downfield by no means, but we had corners in the area. We need those corners to step up tonight and create turnovers. Yeah, that we do, Jacob. We need those defenders to be in the area and not slip and fall down like it was last week. But, you know, you get later in the year, you do that dew starts falling on the ground a little bit earlier, and that ball does get wet, and so does the turf out there. It gets wet. Um, so the Wolves are definitely going to have to keep that in mind. And like we said earlier, use the towels. Yeah, and uh, let's hope that they brought those towels. It's like, you know, it's been on Coach Limbaugh's mind all week. You know, he talked about it last night, so you know it's been on his mind all week. So maybe they brought those towels and we'll have a dry football and we'll be able to hold on to it exactly so we're going to take a quick break here get a word from our sponsors we're about 16 minutes from kickoff you listen to the federal football pregame show on the federal sports network the Silicaga Parks and Recreation is partnering with Coosa Valley Medical Center, Santa Magic Studios, and Walmart to host a breast cancer survivor's reception on Thursday, October 27th at the J. Craig Smith Community Center at 6 p.m. This reception will feature catered hors d'oeuvres from Hickory Street Cafe. There will be a pumpkin decorating contest with prizes from CVMC, the Mercantile, and Magnolia's Gift Shop. There will also be a photo booth and pictures with Santa. This event is free. They ask that you please register at silicaga.rectus.com so they can get a general number of people coming. Hi, I'm Dr. Rick Redmond, a dentist at Southern Smiles of Silicaga. And I'm Dr. Casey Price. Together we treat patients who experience deep fear when it comes to the dental drill. But another source of big anxiety for people can be the dental bill. That's why at Southern Smiles of Silicaga, we've made it our mission to offer affordable, convenient dental care in a comfortable, welcoming environment. We offer affordable financing, and because we know you're busy, we will try to make your dental appointment as convenient as possible. It doesn't get any more convenient than that. It will never embarrass you, belittle you, or make you feel self-conscious about your teeth. Even if you haven't seen a dentist in years, that's all right with us. Sedation Dentistry, affordable, convenient, and compassionate. Give us a call today at Southern Smiles of Silicaga, the office of Dr. Rick Redman and Dr. Casey Price at 256-245-3645 or visit southernsmilesofsilicaga.com and leave your fear behind. It's back! 
That's right. School is back in session. And that means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Toyota of Silicaga. That's right. School is back. And so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving you cash. ToyotaofSilicaga.com. We have new Toyotas arriving almost daily. Plus, we have the largest selection of pre-owned inventory in the Coosa Valley with over 1,500 vehicles to choose from. Shop right now at ToyotaofSilicaga.com. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. No matter your past credit history. Plus, join our VIP club at Toyota of Silicaga and receive seven years of oil changes, complimentary tire rotations, a three-day exchange policy, $500 off your next purchase, 10% off parts and service, and much, much more. All at no cost to you. School is back in session. So come get your deal now at Toyota of Silicaga. Remember, you are not just a number. You are part of the family. 39765 Highway 280. ToyotaofSilicaga.com. We're worth the drive, and we will prove it. Financing your new home with Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union is as easy as one, two, dream come true. You can still find a great deal on a home loan. Coosa Pines offers fixed rate and adjustable rate mortgages at rates often below all others. And Coosa Pines makes it easy to finance the home of your dreams with no application fees and low closing costs. Visit CoosaPinesFCU.org for details today. Federally insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID 464059. Annual percentage rate vary. Membership required restrictions apply. It's always a good day when your morning starts off with fresh hot coffee as well as cappuccino and latte options from Allen Brew Market. They mean it when they say fuel for your car and fuel for your body. You're rolling with Allen, oh yeah, Allen Brew Markets. Taste it and love it. At Cup of Grace Cafe, the suits are back. Monday's homemade collard green soup, Tuesday's red pepper gouda, Wednesday's chicken and dumplings, Thursday's broccoli and cheese, and Friday's loaded potato. Try any or all of these savory soups with a half sandwich or just crackers. Cup of Grace on First Street in both Sylacauga and Childersburg. Order online for pickup or curbside. Just search for Cup of Grace Cafe. The pregame meal is brought to you by Milo's. Since 1946, still saucy after all these years. Welcome back to the Atkinson Homes broadcast booth here at Soul Field as we anticipate the Wolves and the Bobcats getting ready to kick off here shortly in about 12 minutes and uh jacob it's nice night of football out here yeah and uh tonight senior night woodland uh had two seniors on their football team so congratulations to blue heron and jake conger the two seniors from uh woodland tonight you know being a senior football player you know your season's winding down obviously both teams not going to the playoffs so it's starting to become surreal for those seniors. You know, I think we have six for the Wolves, our senior night being next week. And we'll tell you who those are next week as well. Um, but, you know, we're getting towards the end of the season, Blake. We're showing signs of life. We did it against a very good Thorsby team. But last week, like you said, we took a step back. But that was last week. Tonight's tonight. And we need to come out and play a better football game. Yeah, that we do, Jacob. And, uh, you know, as you were just talking about, Woodland only having two seniors, as do the Wolves. Um, well, they got a few more than two seniors, but not a whole lot of seniors. You don't have a whole lot of senior leadership. And, you know, that's probably one of the reasons that the team is 1-6. And, and when we say they're not going to make the playoffs, we're not being negative. We're just mathematically speaking, both of these teams cannot make the playoffs because they've already lost too many games. Yeah, uh, you might as well say that both – 
uh, the four playoff spots from Region 4 are locked in. You know, Comer should win the region tonight. I believe Vincent will finish second, followed by Ramburn and Thorsby, if I'm not mistaken. So, well, Isabella. Uh, Isabella. I think Isabella did beat out Ramburn. So, or but, no, it might be Ramburn. But uh, I have that information as we go through tonight to give you all the region uh, scenarios for the teams going to the playoffs out of our region. And, you know, I might go watch that first-round game. You know, Comer gets to host, obviously going to win the region for the first time since 1995 tonight. And, you know, they're coming to FarmLinks Field next week. I'm excited about it. And, you know, that's going to be our last home game. We only had four home games this year, Blake. Yeah, that we did, Jacob. And, uh, well, now I don't have to go and watch the Comer playoff games anymore because my brother-in-law has since graduated since last year. So now I am not obligated to go to those games, which is, is kind of nice because I kind of felt like I owed it to him and had to go. Yeah, you know, for me, though, it feels, you know, maybe you, you know, it's always nice to go back, see old friends that you don't get to see a whole lot. You know, that's what football games are all That's what high school football games are all about, going back, seeing old teachers that you might have liked and, you know, seeing old teachers that didn't like you but, and you throw it in your face that you're successful, in, you know, yeah. in life now. And that's right. <laughs> they try to be your buddy, like, hey, you were one of my favorite kids and all that, you know. That's what this is all about, Blake, having fun, going out there, let's do our thing. I enjoy calling the radio on a Friday night for a high school football game. I'm telling you, this is the greatest sport there is. That it is, Jacob. I think it, I know you're a big baseball fan, but I think football has since passed uh, baseball as America's sport. Yeah, and, uh, college football, you know, that's, that's a religion around here. You know, you, when you're born, you're either orange and blue or you're crimson and white, unfortunately. I'm smart enough to be orange and blue, so are you. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know about right now. <laughs> uh, you know, our pick, you know, we were Auburn fans, and I think me, you, and Coach Limbaugh all called uh, Ole Miss to win that game pretty handedly tomorrow. But you know what? They're still my team. I'm still going to support them. I'm still going to wear orange and blue, just like baseball. I'm, wear, I'm wearing a Braves hoodie because I don't have a, a Radio Alabama hoodie yet. Hint, hint. And, uh, you know, just sports in general. You know, that brings people together to have a great time. That it does. And uh, I actually left my hoodie in my work van today because I didn't think I would need it out here. And so far, I've not gotten cold yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, we're high atop Sewell Field here above the press box, so it might be just a little colder up here. It might be a little breezier up here. But I tell you what, Blake, we have a good spot tonight. That we do, Jacob. We're about seven and a half minutes to kick off. What is the one thing the Wolves have got to do differently tonight to come out here with a win and make it two in a row? I believe, and we've said it a thousand times, but you cannot emphasize it enough. Hold on to the football. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, hold on to the football, like you said. But I'm gonna actually go out a little, say something different. The offense has got to keep the ball moving and take the defense off the field. The defense has had way too many snaps this year. Offense hadn't been able to get things rolling through the first few games, so we cannot revert back to that or play like we did last week. We've got the offense has got to sustain drives and even if you don't get points, at least get a few first downs, get the defense a break before you give it back to the opposing offense. Everyone, one more thing, penalties. You have to limit penalties. Last week we had a couple of fifteen yard penalties. That kind of killed drives. Yeah, it did, Jacob. And uh, we're here about to sing the national anthem about five minutes away from kickoff. And we'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Federal Football Pregame Show on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. 
and at Central Alabama Community College prepare you to be work ready. Enroll in the six-week ready-to-work program and learn the skills you need to start a new career. Call 256-378-2024 to enroll. Don't let this free training opportunity pass you by. Call 256-378-2024 today. Get ready to work with Central Alabama Community College's free class. Call 256-378-2024. Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. My name is Lynn Hodges, and I recently went to Coosa Valley Medical Center for my annual mammogram. Since I'm classified as a senior citizen, I've experienced many mammograms over my years. Most of those tests have been painful, but my most recent mammogram was by far the most comfortable. The new 3D mammogram machine at Coosa Valley made for a pleasant and comfortable experience. Thank you, Coosa Valley, for making a life-saving test, one that was so much better. CVMC continues to be a jewel in the crown of our community. Heritage Freight provides a wide variety of transportation, warehousing, and logistics services. Heritage Freight has earned a solid record of accomplishment in the industry by focusing on providing world-class customer service, employing only the most qualified and experienced drivers, and by having an unwavering commitment to quality. Heritage Freight received the 2020 Alabama Trucking Association's Excellence in Safety Award. They invite you to try their services and see the difference for yourself. Call 256-245-2488 or contact them at heritagefreight.com. Now you're home for live Wolves football play-by-play on the flagship station for Fayetteville Wolves Athletics, RadioAlabamaSports.net. Welcome back to the Atkinson Home broadcast booth here at Sewell Field. Just about ready for the opening kickoff here, about four and a half minutes until we get this thing underway. And if, if you yourself want to be in some Atkinson homes, you can't be in the broadcast booth, unfortunately, because there's not enough room. But go see those guys down on 280 in Childersburg. they got a great selection of tiny homes, mobile homes as well. Um, they're good to do business with. Go by and see them. They're open Monday through Friday, and then I believe half a day on Saturday. Yeah, and, uh, we're going down 280 just on the other side of the uh when you're going towards Birmingham, it's just on the other side of the old Winn-Dixie parking lot. You know, a lot of nice homes out there, a lot of nice tiny homes. I wouldn't mind having one of those tiny homes and putting them out on a lake. Hey, I wouldn't either, Jake. And I'll tell you what, the great thing about them is, is that you can move them. Something else that needs to get moving is this Wolves offense tonight. We talked about it earlier. They need to get the ball moving, and they got to keep the ball out of Woodland's offense's hands. you got Callan Gay, the returning quarterback, and, uh, you know, he's got the experience under his belt. You want to keep it away from an experienced quarterback as much as you can. Yeah, I believe the word I used last week about the Fayetteville offense was stagnant. They couldn't get anything going, you know, for the better part of the game. Yeah, we scored two touchdowns, and um, but we've got to do better with the football tonight if we want to come out on top. That we do, Jacob. Um, they've got a win, winning formula drew up over there. I know Coach Limbaugh Company do, but uh, the opposing side does too. Joel Shrink uh, and his staff have win formula drawn up, so we'll see which one is better as the captains take the field. Uh, for the Woodland Bobcats out there, we have Blue Heron and Jake Conger, and I could be wrong, but a Blue Heron, ain't that a kind of bird? Yes. I thought it was, and uh, for the Wolves, we got Cadence Barrett, Landon Payton, Ashton Donahue, and I believe it is Atticus Jacks. Uh, so the captains are 
at midfield. And we'll wait and see what the coin toss is. We know if Limbaugh wins the coin toss, he will elect to receive. Yeah, that's a given. And he even told us that in one of the coaches' shows. No, he told us before the game last week. Yeah, that he did. And uh, I like deferring to the second half, but that's just me. So the white hat and the black hat out there talking to both sides. About to flip that coin. Nice little breeze out here, Jacob. Well, who do you think breaks the tie in the series tonight? You know, the series is tied 3-3 three to three right now. Who do you think breaks the tie tonight? Man, the Wolves coming off their high from last week playing at Coosa. Knew they should have played better. I think they're going to come out here tonight. Remembering the way things ended last time, I believe they will get the win. And my score, whatever I said last night, I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I believe I said 21-12. to 12. You know, they don't have a kicker, but we do. So that's going to be your difference in the ball game. But, you know, the series might be tied, but Woodland holds the advantage, you know, with a 122 to 88 score all time. But I think the Wolves are going to light the scoreboard up tonight. Yeah, I do believe that too, Jacob. And uh, it's funny how those stats work. It's kind of like the Detroit Lions offense. They've scored the most points in the NFL up until last week, but they were one in three. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. And so it looks like the Bobcats have won the toss. They will defer to the second half. So Limbaugh, even though he didn't win the toss, will get the football. And here's a chance for our offense to set the tone for the next 48 minutes of game clock. Yep. You know, Jacob, the first thing they can do tonight is not fumble the opening kickoff. You know, that's what we did last week, and that contributed to one of the four. But, you know, later in the game it didn't, you know, make a difference. But tonight that might be the difference is a ball turned over, and we cannot – do that tonight. No, that we can't, Jacob. And I'm going to be completely honest with you, man. Last week was probably the worst win I think I've ever been a part of. You know, I think we talked on the way home. If the coach ever says you can't lose the turnover battle and expect to win, let me show you a video of a team that just did that. But tonight, that <laughs> might not be the case, and we cannot do it. No, that we can't. And this Woodland offense has showed that they can score points here in this latter half of the season with their win against uh, Akusa a couple weeks ago. Both teams getting ready to run out of their tunnel as we're just about to kick off. Woodland has a huge banner that says Woodland Bobcats with uh, their logo on it. And here comes the Wolves first. Cadence Barrett running with the FHS flag as they take the sidelines. And here come the Bobcats. Uh, pretty nice presentation there for the Bobcats, Jake. Yeah, coming out with the old fog machine. You know, a lot of schools do that. I, I like it. You know, it adds to the atmosphere, but, you know, running out of the fog, I think we did that out of a horse trailer. Yeah, you know, I got to say, I like the fog. It's, it's a nice touch, but I think the horse trailer was a little much. Yeah, especially in a game where, you know, we kind of fell flat. <laughs> that we did, Jacob. And uh, there won't be any problems distinguishing between the two teams tonight. The Wolves come out with the gold helmets, white jerseys, and white pants. And the hometown Woodland Bobcats have the white helmets, the, I guess you would call that navy blue jerseys with orange pants. And uh, luckily you can read both sets of numbers uh, for these squads. So that won't be an issue either, as we know it sometimes can be. And, you know, looking at the jerseys for the Bobcats, they kind of look like Auburn's jerseys but with orange numbers. You see, they see the stripe on the, on the sleeve there. That they do. Maybe uh, if Auburn puts some orange numbers on there, they might win a game. 
Well, they're wearing the orange face mask tomorrow. Oh, goodness. So, number 45, Colt Burge has that thing lined up at the 40, and we're about to get this thing underway. Zeke DeLoach back deep to return this thing at about the 20-yard line. And it's a short little kick across the middle that is taken by Reed Wallace at 25. He's to the 30, bounces back inside, cuts outside again, and gets to about the 35. And that's where the Wolves will take over. And uh, Landon Payton will be your starting quarterback this evening. He's kind of been named the starter, what would you say, Jacob, about three weeks ago, and he's played well up until this point. Yeah, and here's a chance for him to, you know, get things started, set the tone for the game. You know, forget about last week. Last week's out of our mind now. You know, like I said, tonight's tonight, and here's a chance for us to set the tone early. And Yeah, that's right. Take a step in the right direction and build confidence for next year's team and, and maybe play spoiler for uh, – couple teams in the region taking a long time to huddle over there Jacob they might have to burn a timeout before the first play as the play clock's down to seven seconds and they'll come to the line they'll look over to Limbaugh and uh, not the way you want to start a game it would have been a delay a game and Limbaugh has to burn a timeout you know we talked to Limbaugh last night about the bus ride here like what is his pregame rituals and he talked about what am I going to run first? Well, you had an hour and a half to get here. You should have had that first play on your mind when you got here. As you should. Maybe he should have thought about time management before uh, <laughs> and awareness of how much time you actually have to call the play. So, Wolves we'll come back out there with only two timeouts left now. Still looking like they're a little confused. Miscommunication. Not the way we want to start out a game. That's for sure. So we finally got everybody set. Two receivers to the far side, and Reed Wallace by himself to the near side. Hammonds is in the backfield with Peyton. I'm not sure what their the officials are doing out there. It looks like they're trying to get the time right. There's the whistle, and this will be our first play from scrimmage. In the shotgun. Peyton calls for the snap. It's going to be handed off to Cam Hammond straight up the gut. That is going nowhere as a host of Bobcats taken down for a loss of about one and a half. Yeah, the Bobcat defensive line wanted to show their size advantage early. And right there, they closed the gap for uh, when we had nowhere to go. And unfortunately, that's a loss. You know, now we're playing behind the chains early. Yeah, that we are, Jacob. So second and 11 and not something that you want to do because if you don't pick up a lot of yards on first and second down, then you're putting your young quarterback in a third and obvious passing situation. So same set. Uh, they'll probably try to get the ball to Zeke here on the screen, and that's exactly what they do to the left side. He's got five yards, cuts it back ten yards, got the first down, and he's taken down after about a gain of 17. And, uh, Jacob, just as I got out of my mouth, they're probably going to get try to get the ball to Zeke. That's exactly what they've done. Yeah, and that was a nice little uh, swing pass out to the, to the left-hand side for a good little first down pickup. Yeah, that it was. So that will be first and ten for the Wolves at the 49. Um, and it looked like he, yep. Picked up right at 16 on that play. So they are already across midfield into Bobcat territory. Let's see if they can do something with it. Same set now, just flipped around. 
Peyton's got Hammonds in the backfield with it. Takes the snaps, a handoff straight up the middle. Cam Hammonds bounces off, goes forward, takes a lick, and picks up maybe a yard. Yeah, right there, Cam showed that he wasn't going to go down easy. You know, lowered the head, bounced off of a few defenders, and got got a hard-earned two yards maybe. That he did. He turned what should have been a loss of about three into a gain of uh, one. So second down and nine. And we'll see what Limbaugh does here. And, and like we talked about on the coaches' show, they didn't get Zeke to loach the ball like they wanted to. So I, I would see for him to have a very productive night tonight and, and make up for him not getting the ball very much last week. Loach and Hardy to the near side. Peyton takes a snap, drops back. It is a pass across the middle. It's completed for about a 13 or 14-yard gain to the youngster there. That's number 82, Solly Brooks. He was on a crossing route or a drag route across the middle of the field and no defender in sight. Well, you know, Solly Brooks was a big part of this offense last year. This is the first time all season we've called his name, and right there that was, you know, a big play. And that'll pick up a southern smile. The Silicaga first down as the Wolves move it to the 33-yard line of the Bobcats. So offense being able to move the ball so far just a little over two minutes into the first quarter. Peyton takes a snap. It's a screen to Zeke Loach. He's got open field. He's got five yards. Makes him miss. Got 10 yards, 15 to the 20. Down to the 10-yard line, to the five. And he'll be taken out of bounds, and that'll set up a first and goal from about the six-yard line and another Southern Smiles of Silicaga first down. Yeah, Zeke zigged one guy, zagged another, and zigged another. You know, three guys he made miss right there. And unfortunately, he ran out of real estate, and there was a couple of Bobcats there. But that was a very good first down by this offense. Uh, it was good play call there by Limbaugh in this offense. Moving the ball very well this evening. And uh, Woodland may be regretting giving him the ball first. Takes a snap. And Peyton will keep it himself around the left side. Makes a man miss and picks up about two yards down to the four. That'll bring up second and goal. So good little run there by Landon Payton. Well, let me ask you something. If we get it to fourth down, you think we're close enough to see a field goal? I, I hope I hope so. If not, I'll be gone for a second to go ask Coach Limbaugh on the sidelines <laughs> what's he doing. Well, we're moving the ball better than we were last week. I will say that. That we are. Three receivers in the set, a tight end, and Cam Hammonds in the backfield with Zeke. Excuse me, with Peyton. Peyton hands it off to Cam Hammonds around the right side, and he'll be taken down at the line of scrimmage. Woodland, I didn't see the ball pop out. Bobcats say it was a fumble, but I think the officials say it's not, so that'll bring up third down and goal from the five. Yeah, I believe the ball came out after he was on the ground. You know, the ground cannot cause the fumble, and that was a a good call by the officials to see that. Yeah, that it was. So big third down here for the Wolves, and like we were talking about, you probably see they got two plays to get this thing in. So third down and goal from the five. Just over four minutes into this first quarter. And the shotgun. Barrett is in at quarterback now. He takes the snap. He's going to power forward. He lunges up the middle, gets in the end zone, and that will be six for the Wolves. So the opening drive, the Wolves 
take it the ball 65 yards down the field and punch it in for six. And we should see Nick Abar here on the point after attempt. And, uh, you know, Coach was talking about going for two last week. He, he said, we've got to learn how to block if we want to kick the football. So let's see if those corrections were made in practice this week. Hopefully so, because it hadn't been great a few times. And Hunter Hammonds will be on the hold. Good snap, good hold. Kick will be good. So your new score will be seven to nothing. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Financing your new home with Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union is as easy as one, two, dream come true. You can still find a great deal on a home loan. Coosa Pines offers fixed rate and adjustable rate mortgages at rates often below all others. And Coosa Pines makes it easy to finance the home of your dreams with no application fees and low closing costs. Visit CoosaPinesFCU.org for details today. Federally insured by NCUA, Housing Lender, NMLS, ID 464059. Annual percentage rates vary. Membership required. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to Sewell Field where the Wolves just took a 7-0 lead over the Woodland Bobcats and will give the ball over to the Bobcat offense for their first possession. They chewed off about 4 minutes and 38 seconds off the clock on that opening scoring drive. And Nick Abar is getting that thing lined up to kick it deep for the Wolves. And that was a great first possession by the Wolves, an effective first possession. And, you know, that netted seven points on the scoreboard. That it did. So Nick Abar with a kick. It's a squib kick across the middle field at the 32. And up man will take it up to about the 40-yard line. And... Decent little return, and looks like it was Christopher Butler there on the return. Picked up about eight yards after the initial return there, and that'll be pretty good field position for the Bobcats as Gay will trot out onto the field and hopefully answer the scoring drive by the Wolves. And now it's time to see, you know, what this Wolves defense can do. The offense did their part. Now it's time for the defense to step up. That it is, Jacob. So they come out in a shotgun set. Gay's got to run it back in the backfield with him. He takes the snap, and it's going to be a handoff straight up the gut. That's going nowhere. That was number 10, David Knowles, on the carry, and he might have picked up two. I got an early State Farm Alvey Steers scoreboard update as expected. Comer's already up 7 to nothing early in that game, and it's still knotted at zero in Childersburg. All right, so Childersburg, do they got Dable at home tonight? Yes, they have Dable at home. Okay, so not a road game for them. Second down and eight to go. Two receivers to the near side, one to the far. And takes a snap as Gay. He drops back to pass. Looking, oh, he's got a man wide open. That's Gay. And he'll have 15 yards and get about 19. But there is a yellow handkerchief on the field. And I think this will be coming back. It was thrown in the area of holding. And I believe everybody in the stadium, whether you're wearing orange and blue or black and gold, did not saw that hole. Yeah, that way it was pretty obvious there, Jacob. But I was too focused on the receiver who was wide open. The running back out of the backfield on the check down and picked up what would have been 19. But the penalty will negate that, so this will make it about second and 18, I do believe. And the uh, score out of Tallahassee is already 14 nothing. The Tallahassee Tigers over the Silicaga Aggies. Man, that's a tough one there, Jacob. Uh, not the usual season for the Aggies this year as they're trying to avoid an 0-8 start. 
In the shotgun, three receivers to the near side, one to the far. Gay steps back. He's looking deep. He runs around. He's in trouble. Cuts back to the far side. He's went back so far, and he just chunks this one. Doesn't even get near the line of scrimmage. That should have been a grounding call. And Limbaugh's arguing this case, but I don't think he'll get it, and that'll bring it third and long. You know, we saw a couple of those issues last night where we had a grounding call called on us when we had a receiver in the area, and Kusa didn't have a grounding call with no receiver in the area, and they just called intentional grounding on the Bobcats. Limbaugh will uh, get what he asked for, so yes, that will be an intentional grounding, so that'll bring the ball back further, and will also loss of down, so that'll bring up third down, and it looks about forever to go, maybe the Georgia line. I believe he's going back to Silicaga. I think he, that's what they're trying to do. So, <laughs> golly, so they got a lot of scrimmage, Third down, line of scrimmage at the 10-yard line, and they have got to get to the 50. <laughs> Third down and 40. Yeah, tell our friends in Ashland we said hello. <laughs> that is. So let's see if they can pick this one up. I don't believe we'll see a Southern Smiles of Silicaga first down right here. As Gay drops back to pass. He's looking. He's got a man coming deep. He'll take the check down, and that was deflected. There by number 99, Jacob DeLoach, and that'll bring up fourth and 40. And um, if they can punt it past the first down marker, Jacob, I'd give it to them. Yeah, and that was a, a senior. That was a band kid. That was Mr. Jacob DeLoach on that pass deflection. Yeah, that was a good deflection there because the running back had some green grass. Had he caught that, he probably would have picked up 20 or 25 yards. So that was a good deflection there by the, the lineman stepping up as he is a senior, as you said. So halfway through the first quarter, Wolves up 7-0, and they're about to get the ball back as DeLoach stands at the 40-yard line. Gay gets the snap. He puts it. The punt is blocked into the end zone. Do we follow it? We follow it. Touchdown, Wolves. Wow, what a play. I can't tell who got the block on that one. Wow. Was it Hammonds? Did, did Hunter Hammonds block that punt? I believe it was Hunter Hammonds that got back there. They were trying to do the rugby-style punt to the right side. He blew through the line, got the block, and they fell on in the end zone. So your new score is Wolves 13, Bobcats 0 as they come out to attempt this extra point. I believe Atticus Jacks had a hand in that, too. They were congratulating him on the sideline. That they were. So now Nick Abar on, snaps a little high, holds good, kick is right through the uprights. So that'll make the new score 14 to nothing, Bobcats way. And uh, Jacob, do we have a scoreboard update? Yeah, with 3.34 to go in the first quarter, Comer just scored on Kusa. It's now 14 to nothing in that ball game. Well, it looks like Comer and Fevler are fighting for whoever can score the most points the quickest. Uh. You know that was that was the play. I, that you know we needed to make plays tonight, and I tell you what, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, Jacob, I was yawning a little bit in the pregame and the start of the game, but now I am excited about what the Wolves are doing. So no more yawning now. Yeah, and uh, you know I always talk about the shot in the arm. That's the shot in the arm the Wolves needed. You know, 
to, to get through the rest of these, you know, next three and a half quarters. That it was, Jacob. And when you can get up to a 14 to nothing lead, then you have the other team right where you want them because now Woodland is going to have to go off a script of their playbook and have to throw the ball a lot more and try to get chunk plays. And that's when you start putting the ball in harm's way and turning it over, as you see they just did there. And one thing about the Wolves defense, they did uh, create havoc in the backfield and force them to, you know, make bad decisions. And that ultimately led to that point that we just scored on. That it did. So Nick Abara, busy man tonight, will get ready to kick this thing off for the Wolves. The ball's teed up at the 40-yard line. And it is Malachi Drummond here to return this kick. And it's a short little squib kick. Same man returning at the 35. He breaks loose, but luckily there was a Wolves defender in there. He looked like Solly Brooks to take down Christopher Butler at around the 45-yard line. And this is where the Bobcats will start their second drive. And um, they went backwards the first time, Jacob. Yeah, and we need to do that again. But I tell you what, Solly Brooks might have a breakout game tonight. That he is. Right there on the touchdown saving tackle. Uh, had a catch for a big gain earlier. And we'll see if this Wolves defense can repl- replicate what they did just a series ago. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what uh, grade Solly's in, but I can tell you his shirt size on our roster. Yeah, that we can. We can see that. It takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff up the middle to Knowles. Knowles bounces around, and that Wolves defense was flying all around and uh, kept it to a gain of about three. So that will bring up second down and seven to go. And a great job by this Wolves defense making stops that they need. You know, this is this is a game where we need to play like we played against Thorsby. We can't play like we did last week. And I'm telling you, right now we're showing early signs of it. And it is, Jacob. And, you know, to, to just a – Remind me, i got to tell you something here after this play that, that is neat that I didn't just think about till now is gazing the shotgun, hands it off the nose right at the middle. That was definitely going nowhere. He'll lose a yard. That'll bring up third and eight. But, Jacob, if the Wolves win here tonight, this will be the first time I believe they've won two games in a row in about three years. And not only that, you know, that puts us – yeah, we're not going to be in the top four, but, you know, that'll get us – Probably, what, sixth place in the region? Yeah, because we'd be ahead of Coosa and Woodland. So, yeah, that would put us at sixth place. And, unfortunately, we've already lost to everybody else. Unless we can pull out a win against Comer next week, then uh, we'd move up in the fifth place. But no chance of making the playoffs. But this is a big third down here for both sides. Three receivers out there. Knowles in the backfield with Gay. Gay takes a snap. He drops back. He's got a clean pocket. Plenty of time to throw. Fires one over the middle. And that will be incomplete. Number one versus number one. And Brenton Cantrell won that battle with the deflection pass intended for Malachi Drummond. Not a bad throw, but um, good clean coverage there by Cantrell to knock it away. And you'll see the punt team. You know, one thing that puts a smile on my face is plays like that right there where we see our youth coming out and making plays. Yeah, you got a ninth grader, I do believe it is, out there making those kind of plays. And um, getting between the receiver and the ball to force that incompletion. Gay drops back. This time he's able to get the punt off, and it is a beauty that will land at about the 23-yard line. It'll be downed as the Wolves' offense will take over. Yeah, here we go. Our uh, second offensive possession of the game. You know, that first possession, we moved the ball really well. 
we need to replicate that drive right here. That we do. You know, you can right now Coach Limbaugh can do something he hadn't been able to do all year. Play his style of ball. He's not behind. Come out here, run the ball, choose some clock. About four minutes left in the first quarter with a 14 nothing lead. He's got him right where he wants him. So Peyton's in the shotgun. He takes a snap, and it's going to be a handoff up the middle to Cam Hammonds. Hammonds dances around up the middle and maybe gets three yards, second and seven. Yeah, we're relying heavily on Hammonds right now to just get the football, get a few yards here and there, and, you know, like you said, kill some clock, but more importantly, we're, we're moving in the right direction. That's right, Jacob. You don't want to go backwards, as Woodland showed you why that's not a good idea. Had they have had fourth and... 10 or whatever from where they were at and we blocked the kick it wouldn't have been automatic touchdown so three receivers out there in a the shotgun again Peyton takes a snap this time he's going to pass he rolls to his right fires one low to Cole Hardy called at the 30 and he gets it out to about the 37 and he takes a hard hit there on the play by Bradley Brasher, and I'm surprised that ball didn't pop out right yeah, there. Yeah, great job by Cole Hardy right there, holding on to the football. He knew the hit was coming. He anticipated it. He kind of gripped that football just a little tighter and took that lick. That he did. He'll get it down to the 38-yard line, and that'll bring up another first down for the Wolves, a Southern Smiles of Silicaga first down. They'll come out now, Reed Wallace by himself to the near side, Deloach and Hardy to the far side. Takes the snap, and it's going to be a handoff straight in the middle to Cam Hammonds, and Hammonds fights forward and might have picked up a yard. That'll be second down and nine. Uh, score out of Childersburg. Dadeville puts two quick touchdowns on the board. It's now 14 to nothing. The Dadeville Tigers over, or 13 to nothing. They missed an extra point, so it's 13 to nothing. Dadeville over Childersburg, 105 to go in the first quarter. Thank you for that State Farm Albia Steer scoreboard update, Jacob. And we've got a 14-0 game going on over here at Sewell Field. Three receivers split out to the far side, one to the near. Takes the snap. Peyton is a screen to Reed Wallace. He catches at the line of scrimmage, runs forward, and they'll mark him down at about the 45. And that's a bring up third and short. Did you see Reed wave at the cheerleader at the gate right there? He got shoved out of bounds. You know, hey, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Hey, man, that's my kind of guy right there. Kudos to him. I'd have done the same thing. She's down there talking about it now. <laughs> Definitely made an impression, that's for sure. So third down and about three to go. The 48 is the line to make. But, you know, one thing that surprises me is the gameplay of Reed Wallace. This is his first year playing organized football. He's not in the backyard anymore. That's right. And I'm telling you, he he looks like he's been playing for five years. He does. So important play here. Oh, and the Wolves will draw the Bobcats off sides. You should have known that the Wolves were going to try to do that as they do that every third and short. I, I don't know if Joel Shrink there have watched enough film on the Wolves in those short yards to go situations, but they drew, drew them off and we'll have another Southern Smiles of Silicaga first down. You know, I was just fixing to say the same thing. Do they not watch film and know on third and short we're going for that hard count? Yeah, that they are. And they go for the hard count so much that sometimes they get themselves. So first down and 10 to go from the 50. Deloach and Hardy to the far side. Reed Wallace to the near side. Peyton's in the shotgun. He takes the snap, and he's going to keep it up the middle. And 
That was a good tackle in the backfield there by Tobin Pinkard. And that'll be about a yard loss, second down. Uh, State Farm, Alvy Steers, scoreboard update at the end of the first quarter is Comer 14, Coosa Central nothing. All right, thank you for that scoreboard update, Jacob. With two minutes to go here in the first quarter, Wolves up 14 to nothing and are driving. And, uh, Jacob, Reed Wallace really reminds me, it's been a while ago, but when Greg Keaton, he was a couple years ahead of me, he was a senior, came out and played his first year in the like He had been playing for four or five years, and that's kind of who Reed reminds me of. Comes out there, gives it his best effort, and plays hard. Same set. Peyton takes a snap. He drops back. He's running around. Oh, takes a lick by Knowles at the 44, and that's where he'll go down. I don't know how he didn't lose the football, but um, good job hanging on to it. And that will be a sack there on the Wolves, loss of about six. And uh, it's 20 to nothing, Tallahassee over Silicago. But yeah, Landon had nowhere to throw that football, and he knew the lick was coming, and man, did he take a shot. But now, Blake, we're moving in the wrong direction. Yeah, that we are, Jacob. And it looked like the play broke down a little quicker than he was wanting. He had two receivers going to the far side of the field, and uh, he had to kind of bail before he wanted to and didn't have anybody to check it down to. So third down and 16 for the Wolves from their own 44. Peyton takes a snap and drops back. He is running for his life around the left side. Play was blown dead. False start on the Wolves. So that'll back them up even further, Jacob. Yeah, no, that's not what we needed. I told you we needed to limit penalties and move in the right direction. Well, we're getting penalties and moving in the wrong direction. Yeah, that we are. So... That will back them up to the 39, and this will be third down and about 21 to go, and I think you throw a little screen pass to Zeke DeLoach and see what he can do. Yeah, that or take a shot downfield to Zeke and see if he can come up with it. So they're lined up in the shotgun. Hardy and DeLoach to the far side. Cadence Baird is in there at tight end. Brenton Kentrell to the near side. Takes the snap. It is a screen to Zeke DeLoach around to the left side. He's got five yards. He's got ten yards. Carries a guy, and he picks up probably about nine yards there on that little screen pass, and it looks like Limbaugh sent out the punt team. Well, you know, as Comer goes up 21 to nothing now, uh, I was going to say we're in plus territory. We're on dead on the 50. I would like to... Go for it right here. I think Coach Limbaugh made the right decision here. It's too early in the game. He got a 14-point lead. Kick it deep. Their offense has not shown that they can move the ball yet, and that will be the buzzer that will end the first quarter. The score is Wolves 14, Bobcat 0. We'll be back right back to Atkins Holmes broadcast booth. Uh, you're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network. <laughs> Spinal Care may be new to Sylacauga, but we've been helping people just like you for almost 20 years. I'm Dr. Tara Douglas. And I'm Dr. Jonathan Douglas. We are now open and accepting new patients at Broadway Spinal Care on Broadway next to La Costa. Back pain can lead to other problems like headaches and migraines. If you are tired of being in pain, check us out at broadwayspinalcare.com and call for an appointment. Broadway Spinal Care. Man, I love coming to your house to watch the game on this patio. Did you build it yourself? Yeah, man, I did. And I got everything I needed right here locally at the new Silicaga Ace Hardware. Really? 
Yep, I got the big green egg, the fire pit, and the propane heaters. Plus the meat church seasonings for the chicken, blues hog rub and sauce for the ribs, and the charcoal to coat them on. All at the new Silicaga Ace Hardware store. Look for them in the red corner of Ogletree Plaza. Well, I really didn't know they had all that, but our patio is really more for the teenagers. They have uni pizza ovens, too. That should be a hit with your boys. You're right, it would. I'll have to check out the new Ace Hardware store in Silicaga. Thanks. Welcome back to Soul Field, and uh, we just got back a little late as the Wolves tried a fake punt from the 49-yard line here to start this second quarter, and there was a holding call, but that'll be declined, and Jacob, that was ugly. Yeah, obvious decision by the Bobcats coaching staff right there to decline the penalty. Now you're going to start start on the 50, so I, I would say that's pretty decent field position. That is good field position, and uh, Jacob, I do not like the call there. Uh, it's a questionable call. You're in the start of the second quarter. I believe it's a, too early, too, a little too early to go under the visor. Yeah, I believe it is too, Jacob. Save that one for later in the game, and so it'll cost them some field there as the Bobcats will take over right at the 50-yard line. And they'll come out in a four-receiver set, two split out to each side. Gay's got Knowles in the backfield with him. He takes the snap, and it's going to be a screen pass there to the left side. Oh, and the ball's on the ground. The Bobcats will fall on it. That was a close one. If it not have been for Tobin Pinkard, that would have been Wolves football. Yeah, Pinkard was smart to, you know, see the ball come loose, and he was smart enough to get on it and, you know, save a, save their team a little turnover. Yeah, that he was. So they'll pick up four yards. It'll be second and six, a rare positive play there for the Bobcats, and they're starting to right the ship here just a minute in to this second quarter. And you got to think you really want to get some points here. In the shotgun, Gay takes the snaps, the handoff straight up the middle to Knowles. He kicks it to the outside, and he'll get it out to about the 43-yard line, and that'll bring up third and four. And you got to think, Jacob, this will be four-down territory. Yeah, and this is an important third down for the Bobcats. You know, you're down 14 to nothing. And- you know, you can ill afford to, you know, cause a turnover and give the Wolves offense the ball back, you know, if the Wolves play like they did their first two possessions. Yeah, you definitely want to play keep away from this Wolves offense. They've scored on, the, you know, one of their first two possessions. So, want to keep that away. Shotgun said again, two receivers to the far side. He takes the snaps, the handoff straight up Knowles, and it's actually reverse. In the open field, to the 20, to the 15, down to the 10 is where Malachi Drummond will be brought down. Nice little trick play there, dialed up by Joel Shrink and the staff. And uh, Drummond's slow to get up. Let's hope it's nothing serious. Yeah, he is down there on the sideline. Officials will... Official a timeout for an injured player. We'll take a quick break. Listen to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network. Financing your new home with Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union is as easy as one, two, dream come true. You can still find a great deal on a home loan. Coosa Pines offers fixed rate and adjustable rate mortgages at rates often below all others. And Coosa Pines makes it easy to finance the home of your dreams with no application fees and low closing costs. Visit CoosaPinesFCU.org for details today. Generally insured by NCUA, Housing Lender, NMLS, ID 4-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-
Annual percentage rates vary. Membership required. Restrictions apply. Live from the Atkinson Homes broadcast booth, this is Fayetteville Wolves High School Football. Welcome back to Soul Field, where we're about to get the action back underway as the Wolves are backed up to their own end zone now. First and goal here for the Bobcats at the nine as Malachi Drummond just was helped off the field. And so this will be a first down for the Bobcats. Hand up and off up the middle straight to Knowles. He'll pick up maybe three yards, second down and go. Yeah, and right here you've gotta you gotta hold the hold the fort, your back's against the wall and you know, if they score right here, then you shift the momentum their way, and that's not a good thing on the road. No, especially when you're this far from home, Jacob. You know, this home crowd's a little loud down below our feet here, and, you know, you, you can't let the crowd get into it. No, they took the crowd out of it, but if they allow a score here, they will be very much back into it. Second down and goal from the six. In the shotgun, two receivers to the far side. Knowles is in the backfield with Gay. Sends a man in motion, takes the snaps, handoff up the middle to Knowles. Knowles going nowhere as he'll be stopped at the line of scrimmage, and this will bring up third down. Yeah, uh, you got you have two more plays here to try to keep them out of the end zone. You've you've held them pretty good. You know they've only gained five yards on uh, two plays, and you know our defense needs to step up right here, and somebody needs to make a play. Yeah, that they do, Jacob. About three and a half minutes into this second quarter. Wolves still hanging on to that 14 nothing lead. And trying to prevent a score here that will get this crowd back involved and Woodland back in the game. Same formation. Gay takes the snap. He's going to fake the handoff. He'll keep it himself up the middle. Runs over a guy. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Bobcats. And we couldn't afford that touchdown, Blake. And, you know, going for a fake punt, you know, still scratching my head about that one. And, you know, a bad play call like that, you deserve to get rewarded for it. And now it's a 14-6 football game. That you do. And uh, State Farm Albia Steer scoreboard update. The Comer Tigers are now up 26 to nothing over the Coosa Central Cougars. So you'll see uh, maybe Tony White will get his wish, and they'll be running clock in the second half on yeah, that one. He talked about it on the Coach Fawcett show last night. <laughs> he did. So three receivers out there on this two-point set. Two-point try, I should say. Gay will run around the right side, throw one to back in the end zone. And... It was completed to Knowles in the back end zone. I don't even know how that happened, but new score, Wolves 14. Bobcats 8 will keep it here. And uh, Jacob, crowd's back in it. Bobcats sideline has some energy, so the Wolves now have to answer. Yeah, you had control of the game. You had the home crowd out of it, and now you just let them come back in with a very, very questionable play call to try and fake punt. You know, it's early in the game. Leave those tricks back in Fayetteville. Yeah, I agree, Jacob. Uh, I don't think they should have tried that one, and it did cost them. Count that as a turnover, really. So get set to kick this thing off. Pre-game meal sponsor is Milo's. Everybody goes to Milo's. Yeah, we didn't. No, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't have time. We had a long drive over here. And, Jacob, 
we've been at home and not been able to get up by, set up by 6.30. We had to drive an hour and a half and was still set up by 6.15 here. I don't know how that happened. I believe it was the same case last week, but we only had to drive 20 minutes last week. Yeah, that's true. We were, uh, we were set up real early. I think it's just we're just like, screw it. We're going to get there at... Uh, we're going to leave the station at 4.30, no matter if we got to drive two hours or if we got to go down to Fedville. <laughs> so they'll get set to kick this thing off. And this is Colt Bird. Short little kickoff, fielded by Cam Hammond. Excuse me, Hunter Hammond's at 35. He runs up, has a few blocks, gets it out to about the 47. So pretty good start and field position for Peyton and the Wolves. Well, let's just hope we have a better offensive possession this go-round than we did the last time. You know, that last drive resulted in a <laughs> befumbled by it, a fake punt, which resulted in a eventual woodland touchdown right here is where you need to control the football and start chewing some of his clock away. That's right, Jacob. And I think what you do with that play call is you crumble it up, put it in the shredder, and then you pick up all the little pieces, you burn it, and then sweep up the ashes and go dump it off the side of the mound because that was a bad play call. So first and ten for the Wolves from the 47. Two receivers to the near side. That is Deloach and Wallace. Takes a snap. And handoff straight up the middle to Hammonds, and Hammonds picks up two yards, second and eight. And uh, this uh, defensive crowd, I would say, for the Bobcats is really getting into it now. That touchdown allowed them to. And once you get that uh, road crowd into it, it makes things very difficult. That it does. That it does, Jacob. So just over four minutes into the second quarter, Wolves up 14-8. to eight. And looking to try to answer that touchdown drive. Same formation. Peyton takes a snap, hands it off to Cam Hammonds around the right side. Offensive line cannot get the block on the edge defender. He'll be taken down for about two yards. Third down. And uh, uh, 7.45 to go in the second quarter. It's Dateville 27, Childersburg 0. Thank you, Jacob, for that state form. I'll be a steer scoreboard update. So... Sounds like we got a lot of blowouts going on around the area, and we don't have that here. This is a, a tight one so far through a quarter and a half. Three receivers out there. Solid Brooks is to the far side by himself. Peyton takes a snap, drops back to a screen, passes Zeke Deloach over the middle. Caught. He has the first down at the 41-yard line of the Bobcats. That will be another Southern smile to Sylacauga first down. And, Jacob, that's what you want from your quarterback. Sit in the pocket. Don't get flustered. Put a dart over the middle to your best receiver, your senior playmaker, and let him do the rest. And, you know, at times we are passing the ball well, and, you know, it helps to have a sure-handed receiver for the most part like Zeke Deloach. That it does, Jacob. I don't know if he's had a drop all year. I, I can't recall, Blake. First down, 10 to go at the Bobcat 41-yard line. Peyton has got Cam Hammonds in the backfield. He takes a snap, a snaps over his head, he catches it and falls on it luckily, but that'll be a loss of about seven, and so that'll back him up second and 17, excuse me, 18. And, uh, all I can say is great job by Peyton for falling on that one and, you know, 
preventing the inevitable turnover for a touchdown because if he would have picked it up, that was six. Yeah, that it was. There was not a, a single white jersey to be found, so he did the right thing, and that is some of that experience there playing. A younger guy would have tried to keep the play going, but he did the right thing, fall on it, led the play another down. So second down, and they'll call it 16 to go. Delotion Brooks to the near side, Wallace to the far side. Peyton takes the snap, and it is completed to the right side of the field to Reed Wallace. Cuts it upfield, Wallace does, and gets about a yard shy of the first down. And the defense was playing back, and Limbaugh knew that, and they threw a comeback route to Reed Wallace to the right side of the field. And there's that playmaker in Wallace that we talk about. You know, he I think he went about five yards backwards. Yeah, I think he did, Jacob. So third down and short for the Wolves and at the 32-yard line. So you know that this is four-down territory. And I'm surprised we don't see Baird in the Wildcat formation. But Peyton will take the snap, and he's going to keep it himself up the middle. He has got the first down. He's to about the 31-yard line. That should be enough to move the chains. And you've got to think, too, you know, the clock is running right now. You have the ball in plus territory. A score right here would work wonders. You know, you put you kick the ball off to the Bobcats, try to hold them and go in the half up, you know, maybe 21 to 8, and you get the ball. Well, you know, you have to kick it off. I forgot we did get the ball to start the game. Yep, and it is confirmed those chains are moving. That will bring up another Southern Smiles of Silicaga first down. Uh, the Wolves have a first down at the 31. About four and a half minutes left to go until halftime, holding on to that 14-8 lead. Shotgun set. Wallace, Hardy, and Deloach out there. Oh, my God, that was a bad snap over the head of Wallace. Cam Hammonds falls on it all the way back at the 46-yard line of the Bobcats, and there goes that drive. Yeah, Landon Thomas, he's another one of those freshmen. You know, that's the only option we had at uh, center, and unfortunately, you know, those rookie mistakes will sometimes pop up. For the most part this season, he has been good snapping the football, you know, just a couple of errors every now and then. Yeah, he... he, uh, I don't know if he got confused and thought that that was a long snap for a punt. Because that was well over the head of, of Landon Payton. So they've got to get it all the way down to about the 22-yard line for a first down. And they're at the their own 46. And Limbaugh will call a timeout. I don't blame him. We'll take one with them. We'll be right back here to Sewell Field here in a moment. Financing your new home with Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union is as easy as one, two, dream come true. You can still find a great deal on a home loan. Coosa Pines offers fixed rate and adjustable rate mortgages at rates often below all others. And Coosa Pines makes it easy to finance the home of your dreams with no application fees and low closing costs. Visit CoosaPinesFCU.org for details today. Federally insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, ID 464059, annual percentage rates vary, membership required restrictions apply. Game Action is presented by Toyota of Silicaga, where they're worth the drive and they'll prove it. Online at toyotaofsilicaga.com. Welcome back to the Atkinson Homes broadcast booth. As this network is driven by Toyota of Silicaga, Toyota of Silicaga, they are worth the drive and they'll prove it. 
Jacob, as we like to say, the proof is in the pudding. So yeah. go there, see what they're about, do business with them. Uh, great to do business with, easy to do business with. You won't be disappointed at Toyota of Silicaga. So second down and about the Georgia State line to go. Takes the snap. Payton drops back. He airs one deep. Zeke Loach with about three defenders around him. And had it not been for the chains there, he might have made that catch. Yeah. Incomplete. I, it looks like the chains are playing on the sideline. A lot of places you go to, the chains are played, you know, at the start of the player's box. It's that second white line behind the sideline. But, unfortunately, you know, this field right here is very narrow, so you don't really have that option. That you don't, Jacob. Surprised we haven't seen a player run into the fence yet. Jacob, I think you just try to pick up some yards so you can make the punt a little bit easier, right? Yes. Here. Third and 30. And the shotgun. Peyton takes the snap, drops back, rolls to the right, fires a, a dud over the middle as a little lame duck as he got pushed out of bounds. Incomplete. And if this does not bring on the punt team, then I'm walking out of here. I believe it will bring on the punt team, and I would hope we see a punt. <laughs> oh, thank God we do. Man. Because, you know, Ashton Donahue can flip the field when he wants to. So, as you said, the Wolves offense did need, not need to be stagnant, and it has stagnated. And here in this one. Donahue at the punt. It'll land at the 30-yard line. It'll roll all the way down to the 25. And that is where the Bobcats will take over as we'll keep it here for this change of position. And I do believe you're going to see the Bobcats try to score here. To yep. Try to tie it, up, tie it up, possibly even go for the lead, knowing they get the ball back to start the second half. And it's 35 to nothing, Comer over Cruz Central right now. Yeah, that's a tough one. We know how that felt back earlier this year with our trip we took to Shelby County to take on the Vincent Yellow Jackets. So maybe Tony White will get his wish after all and have that running clock in the second half. It sounds like he might, especially if they put a couple more scores there on him. Did somebody call it? I guess Woodland called a timeout and we didn't see it. Because they are taking, you know, a while between the punt and the first snap from scrimmage by the Bobcats. This would be huge for the Bobcats if they could get it into the end zone and try to maybe at least tie this thing up before the half and take all the momentum away from the Wolves. So first down and 10 to go from the 25-yard line. Shotgun set. Gay takes the snap. It's a screen pass out to the right side, and Cam Hammonds is there to make the tackle. Um, there on Asa Burge. And that'll bring up second down and 10. Yeah, great job by Cam Hammonds there to pursue the football and get a stop for a minimal gain from the Bobcats. Yep. Nice play there by the Wolves defense, who is going to have to step up and get this ball back for the Wolves offense, who had a nice drive going before the uh, rocket shot out from under the center there earlier. So it's shotgun set again, three receivers out there. Gay takes the snap. It's on the ground. He has to pick it up, runs forward, loses about three. 
They're down and long to go. And do you think you'll start seeing the Bobcats start running clock? You know, we only have one timeout left, and I wonder maybe on third, fourth down, John Limbaugh will call it and try to get this ball back. Yeah, Jacob, I don't know. I'm, if this third down play, if they run the ball, then I would probably call a timeout, like you said, after it's done. That way at least I get the ball back with a decent amount of time left. And start playing a lot of sideline plays. That's right. A minute, 45 seconds to go until the half. Third down and 13 for the Bobcats. Two receivers to the far side, one to the near. Gay takes the snap, and it's going to be a delayed handoff up the middle to Knowles. Knowles picks up maybe three on the carry, gets back to the original line of scrimmage. And that will bring up fourth down and ten. And I'm trying to see. It looked like Limbaugh called a timeout. Limbaugh did call the timeout. Wow. And that was a great play by Atticus Jacks, too, yeah, by the way. That it was. So the Wolves will take a timeout. We'll take one with them. Let's do the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network. Financing your new home with Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union is as easy as one, two, dream come true. You can still find a great deal on a home loan. Coosa Pines offers fixed rate and adjustable rate mortgages at rates often below all others. And Coosa Pines makes it easy to finance the home of your dreams with no application fees and low closing costs. Visit CoosaPinesFCU.org for details today. Generally insured by NCUA Housing Lender, NMLS ID 464059. Annual percentage rates vary. Membership required. Restrictions apply. Live from the Atkinson Homes broadcast booth, this is Fayetteville Wolves High School Football. Welcome back to Soul Field here in Woodland, Alabama, as the Bobcats get ready to punt this thing deep to the Wolves, and the punter will be standing at his own 10-yard line, so you imagine the Wolves get pretty decent field position as the Loach backs up to the 50 to return this thing. And, Jacob, we have another State Farm Albia Steer scoreboard update. The Comer Tigers are now up 41 to nothing over the Central Coosa Cougars. So, decent little punt. Fielded by Pacey at the 50. He's to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, to the 30, to the 25. And he'll fall down at the 21-yard line. No flags. Wolves, minute 18 to go, no timeouts, 22-yard line. you got to think you can at least get three out of this. Yeah, and another scoreboard update while you was on the subject. 2.15 to go, I guess, in the first half. is 34 to nothing, Dadeville over Childersburg. Huh. And it looks like now Dadeville, I mean, excuse me, you, you got me saying Dadeville because of the, the update, but Woodland will now take a timeout, but we will keep it here. And what do you think they're discussing over there on the sideline, Jacob? I'm thinking taking shots to the end zone. You have a minute and 18 to go before the half. You're on their 20-yard line. Why not start taking shots? I do agree, Jacob. And this has been a quick first half. Wow, it ain't even been an hour. No, it hasn't. So it's been a quick first half. That's what happens when you have teams that like to run the football and and eat up the clock with their possessions. And Woodland's taking a long time in the huddle. You know the coach is saying do not give it up. Keep the ball in the field of play. Yeah, and you know Limbaugh's thinking sideline, but touchdown here these next few plays. That he is, but you do have a good field goal kicker in Nick Abar if you can get it down inside the 10. So three receivers come out. Cam Hammonds is in the backfield with Peyton. Got Deloach, Hardy, and Wallace out there. 
Takes the snap, drops back to pass. Peyton fires one to the sideline to Reed Wallace. Reed Wallace cuts it back inside, slips the tackle to the 10, to he's the five. In, he's he's in. in. Touchdown, Wolves. And we just got confirmation that it is a touchdown, so that'll do put us up 20 to 8 with a minute and nine seconds to go in the first half. I'm telling you, when this offense clicks, it clicks. That it does, Jacob. So your new score, Wolves 20. Bobcats eight, and do you think they'll go for two here, Jacob? Why not? I mean, you, the Bobcats just did it. Now you need to come back and match them with a two-point conversion here. Yep. Because I see Nickel Barra on the field. Yep. So I, I I think I like the call to play it safe, take the 13-point lead, and try to stand tall on defense and go into the half with a two-possession lead. Snap good, hold good, kick good. So, new score, Wolves 21, Bobcats 8. And the Wolves get ready to tee this thing up and kick it off. And, uh, Jacob, this crowd has now once again went silent. Well, when we thought they were going to get back in it, thankfully we we scored a, a touchdown that was much needed. And you could hear the frustrations on the Bobcat sideline from all the way up here atop the press box. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is, but I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't want to make him mad. That was Cade Cross. I would assume he's probably a junior, you know, trying to show a little leadership down there and get his boys back in the game. Yeah, that he is, because they are definitely um, got themselves in a hole here, down 13, a minute to go. I don't think their offense can drive down the field in a minute and score, but we'll see if maybe... They can. You think Nick might try to pooch it here? You think he's going to try to kick it halfway deep like I, he does? I wouldn't risk it. I would kick it halfway deep. Make that offense earn it. You know, Nick's leg will eventually get stronger. He is a freshman, but it's just the reality that he he can only kick it about 20 or 30 yards on the kickoff. Yeah, I remember Levi, man. He could kick that thing so far down inside the 10-yard line. But So the kick from the 40, a bar getting ready to kick this thing. Deep. He runs up. And it's going to be an onside kick. Oh, it's fumbled. The Wolves are not going to fall on it. Bobcats retain possession. And now you give them a short field and one timeout with a minute left. And that was Brody Collins, you know, quick enough to catch it and fall on it. But, you know, that was... I like it. You know, we almost threw them off right there, but then again, we pulled out the old Henry out of the gun cabinet and shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, I still I don't like that play call there, Jacob, because now you've shortened the field by about, I'd say, 20 yards for them, and that's two first downs, two plays, and, and a lot of time run off the clock there. And the Bobcats have one timeout remaining. So first down and 10 from the 46. And the shotgun. Gay takes the snap, hands off the nose up the middle. There's a flag, false start. Play blown dead, and usually that is a false start. And that's what it's going to be? But it'll be, so that'll back them up to the 41-yard line for this first and 15. You know, I will say we are playing better than we were playing last week. Yes, we have put a complete half of football together here, and uh, being up 13 points, over a team on the road having to come this far. They're fired up. It's their senior night. And 
for them to be able to do that, that's big. Take this crowd out of it early. And um, so I'd say that was definitely what Limbaugh and company wanted to do here in the first half. So three receivers out there, two to the far side, one to the near. Gay takes the snap, hands off to Noel, straight up the middle. He's got five yards, cuts it back. And he picks up about eight on the carry, and that'll bring up second down at about seven. And the uh, clock's continuing to run. Um, don't look like they'll burn a timeout here. So that clock will tick down to about 45 seconds to left to go before the half. And, you know, they do get the ball back after the half, so they're probably not too worried at the moment. Yeah, I would try to try to score. It's 42 to nothing, Comer up at, at the half. Mm. Two receivers to the near side, one to the far. Gay takes the snap, drops back to pass. He fires one deep in the area of... Malachi Drummond and Cadence Barrett and Brenton Kentrell. Kentrell on the coverage there and uh, good clean coverage. A little overthrown, so that'll bring up third down. Yeah, and a great job by the Wolves defensive backs to get, you know, a legal, you know, pass, pass block right there and Fortunately, they were in the area, and the ball fell to the ground. That it was. You'll probably just see a handoff here at third and six with about 20 seconds left. And they'll just try to get this thing into the half and see what they can do better in the second half, the Bobcats will. Takes a snap, and it's going to be that little reverse they tried earlier with Drummond, but this time it is not working, and he'll be taking down the line of scrimmage. And that will be the last play of the half. We'll be back here with the halftime show. And listen to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. First Baptist Church of Sylacauga's youth pastor and team chaplain, Chris Thylacker, is available for school administrators, coaches, parents, and student-athletes of any area schools. He prayerfully and persistently encourages our coaches, players, and parents. This is what community looks like. This is First Baptist Church of Sylacauga on Broadway at East Fort William Street, right across from the post office. Sunday school at 9.45 a.m., Sunday worship at 11 a.m. Welcome back to Name That Company. We're in the final round. The winner of this round will be our grand prize winner, so let's go. Unique, stylish, quality furniture at a price you can afford. Jim. Furniture Masters. Correct. Easy financing for in-stock furniture and appliances you can take home seven days a week. Angie. Furniture Masters. Correct. Professional assistance on turning your house into the home you've always wanted. Bob. Furniture Masters. Correct. Correct. With Furniture Masters, you're always a winner. In the Fort Williams Square Shopping Center on Highway 280. The Central Alabama Community College prepare you to be work ready. Enroll in the six-week ready-to-work program and learn the skills you need to start a new career. Call 256-378-2024 to enroll. Don't let this free training opportunity pass you by. Call 256-378-2024 today. Get ready to work with Central Alabama Community College's free class. Call 256-378-2024. Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. Let us find what 
And that means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Toyota of Silicaga. That's right. School is back, and so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving you cash. ToyotaofSilicaga.com. We have new Toyotas arriving almost daily. Plus, we have the largest selection of pre-owned inventory in the Coosa Valley with over 1,500 vehicles to choose from. Shop right now at ToyotaofSilicaga.com. 100% credit approval is our number one goal, no matter your past credit history. Plus, join our VIP club at Toyota of Silicaga and receive seven years of oil changes, complimentary tire rotations, a three-day exchange policy, $500 off your next purchase, 10% off parts and service, and much, much more. All at no cost to you. School is back in session. So come get your deal now at Toyota of Silicaga. Remember, you're not just a number. You are part of the family. 397-65 Highway 280. ToyotaofSilicaga.com. We're worth the drive, and we will prove it. In the last 25 years, we've had five presidents. We now have smartphones instead of landlines. Computers went from 250 megabytes to terabyte hard drives. Netflix didn't exist, but we had Movie Gallery. There have been a lot of changes in the last 25 years, but Aldia Steers has been your good neighbor State Farm agent all that time with the same great coverage State Farm built their reputation on. And Aldia Steers is still here for you now with rates to fit your budget. Come see him on Broadway, just north of Jackson, Silicaga. This is the Radio Alabama Sports Halftime Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network. Welcome in to the Fayetteville Football Game of the Week Halftime Show as the Wolves have a 21-8 lead over the Woodland Bobcats here at halftime. Pretty decently played first half. You know, you take away that um, fake punt thingy-mabobber they tried to do, and uh, pretty mistake-free first half. Yeah, and then you had the one, like you said, it was a rocket shot out of a cannon <laughs> of a would. snap. But, you know, it's a freshman center. He's going to make mistakes. You know, nobody's perfect at that position anyways. You see, you even see some guys in college – you know, missed snaps like that, but fortunately for us, it never really amounted to anything. Yeah, that it did, Jacob. You said you got some scores to update us on. Yeah, at the half in Tallahassee, it's 41 to nothing. The Tigers over the Aggies at Legion Stadium. You know, our opponent next week being BB Comer. The score is 42 to nothing at the half, and I'm still waiting on Andrew Pickle Morgan in Childersburg to give us the halftime score there. But as it stands right now, I have 34 to nothing in the second quarter. The Daveville Tigers over the Childersburg Tigers. Well, that's definitely a tough day for the Silicaga Aggies, the Coosa Central Cougars, and the Childersburg Tigers. And uh, we've 
had our fair share of tough ones, but right now we lead at halftime, and I hope we can hang on to this lead here in the second half, Jacob. Yeah, I'm really, really proud of the way the Wolves are playing right now. We're playing a, we played a great half of football to start out with, and we did the same thing at Verbena, Blake. And you remember what happened there? We had to. <laughs> I was just thinking about that, Jacob. I was thinking about the Verbena game. I was thinking about our uh, Jamboree game against Ranburn. Um, or was it oh, uh, Randolph, Randolph County. County? And uh, you can't you can't come out here and play a perfect first half and not play a good second half because if you did, there'd be a lot of different teams with a lot of different wins over the course of history. You got to put a whole game together, and you have got um, to do that, especially on the road here, because you know one good score and drive, and this crowd is right back in it. Yeah, you have to keep the lug nuts tight and the wheels rolling in the second half if you want to come out with a victory. And, you know, this is an important victory. You know, we average about two or three wins every year, you know, at, at the worst. I, I not, You know, I hate I have to say that, but that's the case right now when you have a, a young team. And I, I'd say, that, you know, the way we started the season out, two wins in a row is a major plus. That it is, Jay. Like we were talking about, I don't think – We've won two games in a row in, in a long time. I'd have to. I think you'd have to go back to three seasons ago um, when the Wolves made the playoffs and went and lost to Laverne in the first round. I think that is the last time that the Wolves have actually won two games in a row, if I do have to say so. Yeah, and you know, our two wins in a row right now are on the road. If we get the win tonight, you know, both wins will come. On the road, and we have a very tough opponent next week coming coming uh, to Farm Links Field. And, you know, right now, Comer's up at the half, you know, a region championship up for grabs in that one. And uh, last year, last year, actually, we had two wins in a row. Oh, we did. I did not realize that. Who were they? Uh, Woodland, back at home on Fayetteville, the Kicks 100 uh, Wolves was that game. And then uh, the... The wild one at Horseshoe Bend last year. Oh yeah, I forgot about that to start the season two and zero, right? That's right. Yeah, they definitely disappointed last year, and I hate to be so blunt. They started out two and zero and finished three and seven. Yeah, and uh, you know that was a tougher region than we had this year. But I, I would still say that this year's region is pretty tough. You know, you had Ranburn, Vincent, Isabella, some good football teams, and you still have a good football team left in BB Comer next week. Yeah, that we do, Jacob. That's going to be a tough one, but, you know, the Wolves always play B.B. Comer hard. And, you know, not indicative of what the final score was last year against the Comer Tigers. The Wolves actually played with them through the first quarter and a half, and they were actually matching them stride for stride until the wheels fell off and it just got ugly. Yeah, anytime you throw the word rivalry in the mix of a football game, you're going to have a, a decent game. And like you said, we started out so strong against them last year. And, you know, hopefully that'll be the case next week. But you're going to have to stop Kamori Harris and Chris Garrett if you want to be successful. And that is a lot easier said than done. That is a solid football team. And they're on the year, what, Jacob? They'll be 7-2 and two after tonight. The only losses coming to a really good Daveville team and about a, a 6A Valley school. Um, so they played good football here throughout the the year. And, you know, earlier we were talking about, you know, how the region's playing out right now. You have Comer, Isabella, and Vincent. And looks like Thorsby, who tonight are hosting Ranburn. You know, Ranburn's 3-4, Thor- Thorsby's 5-2. and two. Should be 
four and three right now, but you know we're going to forget about that one. Should Thorsby win tonight, they're a lock for that four seed. Yeah, that they are. So then you it would line us up with Comer being the one seed. Um, Isabella the two seed, Minson the three seed, Thorsby the four seed, correct? Yes. Yeah, and right now it's looking like if Comer goes to that first round, which, you know, win the region, you're going to host the first round. Right now it's looking like they're either going to host Laverne or Lynette. Oh, wow. Okay, well, that'll... Uh, I'm sure they probably would rather have Laverne than Lynette in the first round. And I remember, and you know, you called that game at Laverne. I remember in high school they were actually in Comer's region. You know, Comer, Lynette, Laverne, Highland Home, and uh, Dadeville. You know, a lot of those tough places to play. But I tell you, there's no place tougher to play than Laverne. So to have them at home would be a positive for a first-round playoff matchup. Yeah, it was a beatdown when we went down there in the first round of the playoffs a couple years ago. Um, Jacob, what do you think the Wolves did exceptionally well here in this first half? I believe we passed the ball very good. We we run blocked pretty good, allowing Cam Hammonds to get get a few yards that he needed, you know, to move in that positive direction. And should we continue to do that, Blake? I, I believe we'll be okay. Yeah, I think uh, the positive that I take away there from that first half is we won the turnover battle. Uh, we did take the ball away, I believe it was, once. Uh, yeah, yeah. We took the ball once. We did not give up the ball. You know, we had the block punt. Special teams has played great. Um, just all around great effort. Like I said, you take away the bad snap and then the um, fake punt. This is probably a 21 nothing game. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, we did have a few plays not go our way up. A fake punt that the ball was basically spiked on the ground. You had the snap that went 20 yards over the quarterback's head. Actually, that happened two or three times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that it did. Uh, and uh, Peyton was able to fall on it a couple times, or well, really all times. And they did protect the football. So great heads-up play there. I believe Cam Hammonds fell on one. And then um, I think it was Landon fell on one as well. And, you know, if, if you're Coach Limbaugh, what are you telling your guys in the locker room? Keep your foot on the gas. Don't let up. Keep doing what you're doing. That we're holding on to the football better tonight than we did last week. If we continue to hold on to the football, move in the right direction, we're going home with a with a win tonight. Yeah, that we are, Jacob. And if you're uh, Joel Shrink, I believe is what his name is. Yep, Joel Shrink. What are you telling your guys in the locker room? They did some things well, and they just still find themselves trailing by 13. How do you keep your guys' heads up? Well, first of all, you have to tell your offensive line to do what it takes to give uh, Callan Gray time to throw the football. We've disrupted the pass a lot tonight, you know, made him throw some bad bad throws. And, you know, they had that grounding penalty early in the game. And, you know, hats off to our defense for making that happen. Yeah, they have played exceptionally well, too. And, I, and like you were saying, I think you got to go back to some of the stuff that's working. Don't get away from the ruin game. And, and remember, all it takes is, is one possession to get this crowd back in and get the momentum moving. All it takes is one play to change a game. Uh, and, you know, they do get the ball back to start the second half. You know, they did win the t- toss and they deferred, which I personally like doing. I think that's your best play um, when they're doing something like that. But, like I said, you know, they deferred the toss and they get the ball back. So I, I think you're trying to coach your guys up and say this ball game's definitely not over. Yeah, anytime I'm playing Madden or NCAA football on the Xbox and I win the coin toss, I always get the ball to start the second half. Because you can do what it takes. You can try to go up big before the half, try to get a score before the half. You know, you get the ball back, you know, that spreads that point differential that much more. But, you know, Limbaugh likes to get the football early 
to set the tone. And fortunately for him, the coin toss works in his favor. And that's what we did, Blake. We've set the tone early. Yeah, that we have, Jacob. And uh, hopefully they can continue to set the tone as we're about about seven minutes away from kickoff. Uh, we're, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll finish up the halftime show here from Sewell Field. Uh, we'll be right back. Grace Cafe. The drink of the month for September is pumpkin spice cheesecake with sweet foam. You can get this as an ice or hot latte or frap. It's topped with heavy whip and pumpkin spice syrup that creates a sweet foam. Perfect for our fall days that can either be hot or cold. Cup of Grace on First Street in both Sylacauga and Childersburg. Order online for pickup or curbside. Just search for Cup of Grace Cafe. buying or selling a home, your success hinges upon the advice provided by your real estate agent. This is Blake Farr with Area Real Estate. I can help you understand how much house you can afford. If you're selling, I can estimate the value of your property and how to ensure your property sells quickly for the highest price possible. Stop by our office on West Fort William Street anytime between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Let us find what you're looking for. We've got a new Ace Hardware and they're your tailgating headquarters. They have green egg grills in all sizes and premier charcoal, such as B&B and Fogo. They also have Yeti coolers. So go by and see Wade Pruitt and his crew and see all the great grand opening deals at your new Ace Hardware. Look for us in the red corner of the Ogletree Plaza Shopping Center on West Fort William Street in Sylacauga. round will be our grand prize winner so let's go unique stylish quality furniture at a price you can afford jim furniture masters correct easy financing for in-stock furniture and appliances you can take home seven days a week angie furniture master correct professional assistance on turning your house into the home you've always wanted bob furniture master correct with furniture masters you're always a winner in the fort williams square shopping center on highway 280 the Sylacauga Parks and Recreation is partnering with Coosa Valley Medical Center, Santa Magic Studios, and Walmart to host a breast cancer survivor's reception on Thursday, October 27th at the J. Craig Smith Community Center at 6 p.m. This reception will feature catered hors d'oeuvres from Hickory Street Cafe. There will be a pumpkin decorating contest with prizes from CPMC, the Mercantile, and Magnolia's Gift Shop. There will also be a photo booth and pictures with Santa. This event is free. They ask that you please register at silicaga.rectus.com so they can get a general number of people coming. Your business will thrive as a member of the Sylacauga Chamber of Commerce because the Chamber promotes community. A strong local economy means creating a quality of life that a workforce wants to live, play, and stay in. That's why, as a Chamber member, you get to actively play a role in the advancement of Sylacauga. Ready to be a part of the change? Join now by calling 256-249-0308. Great news for Sycamore Federal Credit Union members. The instant-issued debit cards are available now. There are 20 beautiful options that you can choose from. Cost for same-day graphic cards is $10 each. The option for the original card with a 7- to 10-day business turnaround time is still just $5. Sycamore Federal Credit Union, where you get more. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. We're here to make it better. 
right, school is back in session. And that means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Toyota of Sylacauga. That's right, school is back, and so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving you cash. ToyotaofSilicaga.com. We have new Toyotas arriving almost daily. Plus, we have the largest selection of pre-owned inventory in the Coosa Valley with over 1,500 vehicles to choose from. Shop right now at ToyotaofSilicaga.com. 100% credit approval is our number one goal, no matter your past credit history. Plus, join our VIP club at Toyota of Silicaga and receive seven years of oil changes, complimentary tire rotations, a three-day exchange policy, $500 off your next purchase, 10% off parts and service, and much, much more, all at no cost to you. School is back in session. So come get your deal now at Toyota of Silicaga. Heritage Freight provides a wide variety of transportation, warehousing, and logistics services. Heritage Freight has earned a solid record of accomplishment in the industry by focusing on providing world-class customer service, employing only the most qualified and experienced drivers, and by having an unwavering commitment to quality. Heritage Freight received the 2020 Alabama Trucking Association's Excellence in Safety Award. They invite you to try their services and see the difference for yourself. Call 256-245-2488 or contact them at heritagefreight.com. The third quarter is brought to you by Alta Point Health. Welcome back to the last segment here of the Federal Football Halftime Show. Is probably about three minutes away from kickoff here, and we have a few State Farm Abbey Steer scoreboard updates, don't we, Jacob? Yeah, Hanley 34. It looks like Cleburne County 0, Lynette 54 to 6 over Goshen. 34 to 6, I do believe. That's 34, three. sorry, you're, you're right. I'm no, no, five. it's okay. I was trying to do it fast. Uh, Clay Central, you know, we passed their high school on the way down here, is up 14 to 3 over Beauregard. Yep. And it looks like Horseshoe Bend 42 to nothing over Barber County in that region matchup. And the Realtown Rebels up 44 to 14 over. I'm not sure who it was. The guy was going so quick, I couldn't tell. But I do know that uh, Wadley is up 6 to nothing over Winterboro. So uh, a lot of blowouts across the state of Alabama tonight. We'll continue to give you all some scores. And I'll tell you what, I'm looking up a lot, a few more high school uh, scores and one that I'm pretty sure is going to be lopsided tonight is going to be that Hoover High School versus Chelsea game. It's hard to believe Chelsea's gotten big enough now to be a 7A school. But my game of the week in the state this week is uh, number one, Auburn, and number four, Central Phoenix City. A big rivalry matchup in 7A football, so I believe that's going to be a tight game. And well, actually, he gave that scoreboard update. Now, as you say that, and it was Central Phoenix City 21, Auburn 0. Really? Yes. You know, Auburn went into that game undefeated. And, you know, uh, Patrick Nix is the coach at Phoenix City. And, you know, Brian Harson's son is the quarterback for the Auburn Tigers high school team. Oh, oh, they're the Auburn Tigers high school team? Yes. I didn't realize their mascot was the Tigers, too. Yeah, and their logo is my favorite Auburn logo. It's that uh, Prince and Tiger. Really? That's cool. Well, Uh, maybe Brian's horse and son could come and play at Auburn. Another surprising score at the half is uh, Homewood 14 to nothing over Pelham. I believe Pelham, you know, is one of those kind of like us, still struggling to find sustained success. Um, They were showing uh, signs of life this week. 
uh, or before this week, but they're obviously being shut out at the half. I still can't get over that Auburn game, and it's Oxford seven to nothing over Clay Chalkville. Uh, Leeds fourteen to nothing over Moody in the uh, at the half, and uh, that's a uh, uh, Briarwood. Oh, here's a good one: Briarwood Christian zero, Benjamin Russell zero at the half. Oh man, that's the one I like to watch, Jake. I know everybody else loves offensive shootouts, but if I watch a game and the final score is like ten to three, that's my kind of game. Yeah, you can't beat a good old-fashioned defensive showdown. Yeah. Do agree. If there's not a t- if there's only one touchdown score in the whole game, I say it's a good game. Um, trying to find any more scores of note. I'm trying to find that Hoover Chelsea score because I I'm really curious about how that one's going. I believe the game is being played at the Met this week, but uh, it's a it's a pretty lopsided matchup if you ask me. Of uh, which one that is, Jacob? Hoover and Chelsea. Oh yeah, well, what's this? Have you got a score on it? I'm I'm digging. Well, we're about 30 seconds away from the out to point health third quarter as both teams are taking the field and they are getting ready for the opening kickoff for the second half. And we're looking for their defense to stand strong, uh, tall here again. And a potential matchup for Comer in the playoffs could be Fife. You know, Fife is a powerhouse and they are up over Pesca. Fisca has Silicaga ties. Coach Anthony Jacks, the defensive coordinator for the Aggies. Uh, former Comer head coach, was a head coach at Pisca for a while before coming back home to Silicaga. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, I forgot he was the coach at uh, at Comer. Where did he go when he left Comer? To Pisca. Pisca, okay. Yeah, he was at Winterboro. Then he came back home to Comer. You know, he's a former Comer quarterback. Uh, came back home to Comer for a while. Had a, had a little bit of success. Took a... Comer to the playoffs for the first time in 10 or 11 years and took off to Pisgah, had some success up there, went to the playoffs a couple of times, and now he, he kind of took a step down, and now he's the defensive coordinator under Coach Rob Carter at Silicon. Yep, that he is. So he may be looking for his next head coaching gig here. Uh, you know, after being a head coach, you really don't like to go back to being a coordinator, but Cadence Barron on the opening kick. That's a surprise that Abara wasn't in there kicking, and he'll kick it, and it'll be fielded at the 35, and that's where it'll be down as well. So here's where Gay and that offense will take over. And and here's where that Fayetteville defense needs to do their job like they've been doing all all game and imposing their will on this Bobcat offense. That that they do, Jacob. you know, if you're the Bobcats, you really want to try to score here and to get this crowd back involved in this football game. And this has been a short first half and halftime. Is this only 8:23 right now, Jacob? And you don't see that a whole lot. We might get home in time to see some high school football highlights tonight. <laughs> hey, we might do it. Which is nice when we have to travel this far. So first down, 10 to go, three receivers out there. Sends a man in motion, takes a snap, handoff straight up the middle to Knowles. Knowles will lose about three yards on the carry. Second down to go. Yeah, great job by the Fayetteville defense right there to get in the backfield, cause havoc, and get them for a loss. Yeah, that is so that. Well, excuse me, they'll give him forward progress. And uh, so it'll be second down and 11 here for the Bobcats. Gay checks with his coach here on the sidelines. Three receivers out there for the Bobcats. Knowles in the backfield with Gay. 
Jay takes a snap, hands it to Knowles up the middle. He's patient, finds a little bit of a hole, and picks up maybe three or four uh, out to about 42. And this will bring up third down along. Jacobin right where the Wolves' defense wants to be. Yeah, and uh, Gay had his uh, offensive buddies trying to push him for a few extra yards, but nothing doing for the Bobcat offense right there. No, that it wasn't. So third down, and we'll call it six and a half, seven. And... Uh, you'll look for them to go to the air here. And you know, they've had a little success passing on these little short passing situations. Let's see if the Wolves defense stays home. Got one-on-one here on the outside with Loach. Takes a snap, looking. Fires a screen pass to Knowles, caught in the backfield. And he's powering through trying to get the first down. But great play by Atticus Jackson. Grabs him by the tail end of his jersey and brings him down after about a two-yard gain. So that will bring up fourth down. And the offense will stay on the field, it looks like. Yeah, and Atticus Jackson used everything he had in his power to try to prevent that first down. So good tackle by Atticus Jackson. Yeah, that was a good tackle there. So we'll see. They may just pooch punt this. Or punt, punt it. I'm not exactly sure. They might even go for it, Jacob. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if you're exactly that point in the game to have to go for it yet. Well, I'm looking at their offensive coordinator. I would assume that's who that is throwing the signals in there, and it looks like they are going to go for it. So two receivers to the far side, one to the near. Big fourth down. Takes the snap, handoff straight up the middle to Knowles. He will get it. He's got the first down. Just a big enough hole to get him past that marker. So that'll be a first down at the 50 for the Bobcats. Uh, football, they say, is a game of inches. And right there, it was mere inches that he got just enough for that first down. Yeah, that it was. So first and 10 at the 50 for the Bobcats. About three minutes here to here to this second half. Still 21-8, Wolves away. Wolves looking to get their second win in a row here on the year. Takes a snap. Screen pass out to the far side. That's going nowhere. Good open field tackle there by, looked like Cam Hammonds on that tackle. And that was Brody Collins on the catch, and he went nowhere. He picked up maybe a yard. Second down, nine to go. Tell you what, Cam Hammonds is a ball player. That, that he is, Jacob. I believe he's just a freshman. Second down, nine to go. One receiver to the far side, two to the near shotgun again. Gaze in the backfield. Takes the snap, handoff up the middle to Knowles. Knowles shakes off a Wimpley tackler. Picks up about three, so this will bring up third and six. And I do have a score coming in real quick. Uh, 42-8. to eight. Uh, Looks like Coosa Central, I have word that they just scored on the Comer Junior Varsity. Oh, well, at least they got some points on the board there, Jacob. So I'm wondering if uh, Coach Tony White, of Fayette, you know, former Fayetteville Coach Tony White, you know, he's now on the broadcast for the Comer Sports Network. I wonder if he got his wish. Yeah, I believe he might have, Jacob. Three receivers out there for this third down. Sends a man in motion. Now they're all three on the left side. Takes a snap. He's looking that away. He fires one deep. He's got a man open. Collins right through his hands. Hey, it caught that. That would have been six. That was in the bread basket. 
and that is incomplete. Well, it looks like they need to find a Dollar General around here somewhere and find another bread basket because that one had a hole in it, thankfully. Yeah, that it did. He was wide open sprint down the field. Good throw, too, and he just couldn't come up with the catch. So now it's fourth down once again and five to go for the Bobcats. Long five, we'll call it six. They've chewed up four minutes and 20 seconds on this opening drive. See what the Bobcats dial up here. Three receivers out there, tied in, then a running back. Takes the snap. Gay rolls to his left. He's rolling. Atticus Jackson's coming from him. He grabs a hold of his jersey. He goes down at the 43-yard line, and that's where the Wolves will take over first and 10. Atticus Jackson showing that senior experience right there to cause havoc in the backfield. He chased Gay back about as far as he could. I thought Gay was going to try to get rid of it, but Gay had to tuck it, and he went down. Yeah, that he did. And, and Jacob, Atticus Jackson, I do believe, is a junior. He's a senior. He is? Yeah, he's a senior. I thought he was a junior. No, he's a senior. Really? His picture's on the fence at back home. Oh, well, I didn't realize he was a senior. I thought he was a junior. I believe it's Atticus, Zeke, Reed Wallace, Jacob DeLoach, and I think there's a couple of more. Uh, Cadence? Yes. Cadence, he's a senior. In the backfield, Peyton takes the snap, and it's going to be a toss to Cam Hammonds. Cam Hammonds got some open running room. He's got five yards, eight yards, and he'll get down to about the 35-yard line. That'll bring up second and two. And, Jacob, I think you need to take a shot here. And, by the way, I love the play call there by Limbaugh and offense. Yeah, and unfortunately for the Wolves, uh, it looked like Barrett and uh, Cantrell was in the way. You know, it was, uh, Barrett and Wallace was kind of in the way a little bit, and I think if they were out of the way, uh, Hammers would have got a few more yards, but still a good play call and a good run. That it is. So we'll call it second down and one, actually. And uh, Wallace by himself, one-on-one coverage on the far side. Harding to look to the near side. Peyton takes the snap. He fakes the toss, throws it out to Cam Hammonds, and he's got about six yards. I like the play call there. Uh, go right back to the youngster there, the young playmaker that is, and Cam Hammonds. That's the Southern Smiles of Sylacauga first down to the 30-yard line. Yeah, some good play calls coming from uh, Coach Moore and Coach Limbaugh, who are sharing the offensive duties this year, I do believe. And uh, great job by this Wolves offense tonight for moving the football effectively. Yeah, that it is, Jacob. As Peyton trots back onto the field and... This will probably be the most amount of points they put up all year if they score here again, Jacob. A great performance here by the Wolves offense, but this game ain't over yet. Reed Wallace by himself to the near side. Harding lopes to the far side. Peyton takes the snap. He runs around to the left side. He keeps it on the option. He's got running room, and he'll pick up another Southern Smiles of Sylacauga first down to the 19-yard line. And uh, like I said, we're moving the ball effectively. I like this offense tonight. Yeah, I do too, Jacob. And if you get a score right here, you can about put this thing out of reach as it's midway through the third quarter. And I would say you can try to start giving your uh, JV players some playing time, but guess what? Our JV players are on the field right now. <laughs> that they are, Jacob. You know, talked about it pregame. Got a lot of young guys out there, and, and Woodland does too. As you can see, they, they've got a lot of young guys as well. So in a few years, these teams, it'll be looking a lot different than it does this year. And uh, looking at my feed from the uh, Comer-Cusa game, the clock takes is snap. Right. He's taking a shot at the end zone. He's got Zeke DeLoach. Zeke DeLoach makes the catch. Touch.
New score was 27. Bobcats 8. And you'll probably just see the extra point here by Nick Abara. With 5.35 left to go in the third quarter, the Wolves now take a three-score lead. You know what? At the same time we scored, Tomer scored right at the same time to make it 48-8 to extra point pending down at Legion Stadium. Man, I, I like those jerseys, those uniforms they got on. Those are slick. Oh, it's a fake field goal, and uh, that did not work good. I don't know if Coach Lamar was trying to try something for next week. Uh, I don't really like the sportsmanship there. I would have just tried to kick it if it were me, but... Uh, Nonetheless, score will stand 27-8 to eight for the Wolves. Uh, great play calling by the Wolves right there. You know, Limbaugh tried to throw them off with a little two-point conversion. You know, it's not going to matter at this point right now. But, you know, still the play calling downfield is, you know, I like it. Yeah, well, I, get, I, I see why he done it. He wanted to go up 21 um, over the Bobcats, but... I would just took the, the extra point there. And they are running the clock at Legion Stadium. It's already three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that, that clock is definitely rolling. And so Comer will win the region for the first time since, what well, you said 95, correct? Yes. So it looks like Tony White got what he was wanting. Maybe he should bet on sports because he was right on this one. So Cadence Barrett will kick this thing off for the Wolves. Checks with everybody. Comes up. Kick over the middle. Returned at the 32. Up to the 35. Upended is the return man. And it looks like that was... Can't get a number on Number three for the Bobcats. That is Bradley Brasher. So... Bobcats will take over first and 10 at the 34, and they have got to get something going on the offensive side here, Jacob. Yeah, and on that kickoff return, it looked like he wanted to take a knee, but he didn't, and he's probably wishing he did now. Yeah, that was a hard hit there by the Wolves' coverage team. See what Gay and offense can get rolling now, Jacob. In the pistol. Gay takes the snap, hands it straight up the middle to Knowles. Knowles gets nowhere. He might have got one yard. Yep, they'll give him a yard. Second down and nine to go. And, uh, you know, this Bobcats offense at times has showed a little signs of life, but for the most part tonight, they've been that, that word stagnant. Yeah, that they have, Jacob. They've not been able to get a lot going on the offensive side uh, besides that one drive where they scored off of the failed fake punt attempt they've not been able to do anything and it's time is not on their side just under five minutes to go here in the third Jay takes a snap screen pass and it is caught and taken down at the 40 is number 22 ace of birds but there's a flag on the field and i do believe it'll be a horse collar or a face mask and it is a face mask, so that'll move the ball forward for the Bobcats. And that was a 15-yarder. Mm. That's the ones you don't want. Uh, that'll kill a, a momentum in a heartbeat. That it will. That'll move the ball all the way across the 50, down to the 45 of the Wolves, so they will cross midfield, Woodland will. So they catch a break there on that one, just... You got to be aware of where your hands are tackling the ball player, and unfortunately for the Wolves, that time he grabbed that face mask. 
Four receivers out there, three to the far side, one to the near. Gay takes the snap, and it is a handoff up the middle. Noel spins around a guy. Keeps on ch- chugging ahead, picks up seven yards, and bring up second down and three. And right here we're starting to let them, you know, get something going with these little runs here. And, you know, this is what we can't. I like the 27-8 to eight score, and I believe if you get, let them score on this drive, that's going to put them back in, and that's going to get this crowd back in and try to, you know, boost, boost them up a little bit. Yeah, that will. This crowd definitely will get back involved, but... You know, the Wolves will definitely have to answer, and their offense has played well tonight. So, I, you know, you can give up a score and be okay as it's another handoff to Knowles up the middle, and he'll get just enough for the first down, and he'll be taken down. Should have got just past the marker, looked like, about three and a half minutes to go here in the third quarter. Wolves still hanging on to a 27-8 lead. Man, this third quarter is going by quick, too. Yeah, that it is, Jacob. So you might be back in the heat before before too long. Yeah, I hope so. I should have brought my hoodie out here tonight. But I was colder earlier. Now I'm not as cold. I'm sure it'll get colder, though, as we as the night moves on. So it's going to be in the 30s next week, I do believe. Uh, it's time to bring out the long johns and the insulated overalls. <laughs> Jake, you ain't going to know what to do in that kind of weather, are you? I do not like the cold weather at all. <laughs> So four receivers set out there again. Three to the near side, one to the far. Gay has Knowles in the backfield with him. He takes the snap, hand off to Knowles straight up the middle, who will dance around and pick up about five. Oh, he's still on his feet. And he'll pick up about nine yards. So second down and one. I thought he stopped at five yards. I don't know how he kept going. I will say good run by Knowles right there. You know, the way to keep his feet moving and do what it took to get that first down. Yeah, that he did. So... That'll bring up second down and one at the Wolves, 26. And uh, they're looking to try to score here and get this game within one possession. Takes the snap. Gay hands off to Knowles up the middle again. Knowles breaks free a little bit. He'll pick up another five yards down to the 20-yard line. And that'll be a first down for the Bobcats. i tell you what, Knowles is trying to... Keep the game in his hands and try to add some life to this offense. Yeah, that he is. Hey, ride the hot hand. Keep on giving it to him. That's kind of like the Dallas Cowboys right now. I've got a guy I've never heard of playing quarterback, and he's been winning. you got to ride the hot hand. Yeah, and uh, he's actually undefeated as their starter. Yep. Three receivers to the far side, one to the near. Takes the snap is gay, and the ball is on the ground. He'll have to fall on it all the way back at the 33-yard line. So the Wolves catch a break there on the bad snap. As that ball is probably starting to get a little wet. I would have loved a turnover there. Yep, so that'll bring up second down and about 22 now. Is that loss of 12 there for them? That'll help the Wolves' defense out. As we are just about a minute and a half left to go to the end of this third quarter. And if you can start the fourth quarter up 19, then you got to be trying to give the game away to lose. Three receivers to the near side, one to the far. Gay takes the snap, and it's going to be a screen pass to the right side. And that will be a loss of about a yard there. It was completed. 
two ace of birds, but he uh, he lost about a yard or two, so that'll bring up third down about 24. And I don't want to say this, but I believe we caught a break right there. It could have been a face mask. Yeah, that was a close to either being a horse collar or a face mask, and I was surprised I didn't see the yellow handkerchief come out, but I think it was clean. He just grabbed in the area of it, Jacob. And that was uh, Zeke Deloach that we're talking about. Still a good tackle. Yeah, that it was. 45 seconds to go until the start of the fourth quarter here at Sewell Stadium. And whistles all over the place. Timeout, Bobcats. Take one with them. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network. Heritage Freight provides a wide variety of transportation, warehousing, and logistics services. Heritage Freight has earned a solid record of accomplishment in the industry by focusing on providing world-class customer service, employing only the most qualified and experienced drivers, and by having an unwavering commitment to quality. Heritage Freight received the 2020 Alabama Trucking Association's Excellence in Safety Award. They invite you to try their services and see the difference for yourself. Call 256-245-2488 or contact them at heritagefreight.com. Live from the Atkinson Homes broadcast booth, this is Fayetteville Wolves High School Football. Welcome back to Sewell Stadium. About 30 seconds left to go in this third quarter as the Bobcats face a third down and long, about 24 here. We'll see what Gay and this offense can do. Wolves up 27 to 8. Gay drops back. He's going to dump it off to Knowles, completed, but there is a flag. It'll probably be holding, and Knowles picks up maybe three on the catch. So this will bring up fourth and long. So I think you'll probably see a declined penalty if that is what it is. Yeah, that would be smart on John Limbaugh's part to decline this penalty. Yeah, I do agree, Jacob. And they wave the flag off. All right, so there won't be any flag to decline, but now... Uh, so it'll bring up fourth down at about 22, but the clock should start running, Jacob. Yeah, and I would expect Woodland to try to take a deep shot here. So you know, our defensive backs need to be ready for that. That they do. I, yeah, I guess you can't really punt from where you're at, and the clock will start pulling the whistle. And they may want to take – they may let this clock run out, Jacob, and try to um, – well, they can't. Play clock's less time than game clock, but Gay drops back to pass. He's got plenty of room. He fires a pretty ball downfield, and it is just off the fingertips of Asa Burge. And had it been, not been for Zeke DeLoach tipping that just a little bit, that might have been a six. I tell you what, Zeke DeLoach might be the shortest player on the field, but he's got the biggest haunts of any short player I've ever seen. That he does, Jacob. That he does. And he has been a man on a mission here tonight. Uh, one of those seniors trying to finish out the season on a good note for next year's team, even though he won't be on next year's team. He's trying to, you know, help the younger guys out doing what a true senior leader does. And uh, seeing Brittany across the way over there, that's Zeke's mama sitting beside her. You know, she's got to be one proud mama knowing she has two good athletes in the house. Yeah, that she does. Well, three if you count the youngest one. Yeah, he, he'll be coming up soon. That he will. So this will be the last play unless it's an incompletion before the fourth quarter. 
Peyton takes the snap, and it's a toss to Cam Hammonds to the right side. Hammonds will run around and pick up about four or five yards. That'll end the third quarter. We'll take a quick break and be back with fourth quarter action. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week. Heritage Freight provides a wide variety of transportation, warehousing, and logistics services. Heritage Freight has earned a solid record of accomplishment in the industry by focusing on providing world-class customer service, employing only the most qualified and experienced drivers, and by having an unwavering commitment to quality. Heritage Freight received the 2020 Alabama Trucking Association's Excellence in Safety Award. They invite you to try their services and see the difference for yourself. Call 256-245-2488 or contact them at heritagefreight.com. Shop Tusa Valley Auto Sales. We have cars up to three and four thousand dollars off. Our payments are normally a hundred to two hundred dollars less on the same vehicle as most dealerships around us. And because we want people to always get the best deal, we will check within a seventy-five mile radius to make sure that we are absolutely the best deal on the same vehicle. Because we want to make sure that you're always getting the best deal, whether you buy it from us or not. Come and see us at Tusa Valley Auto Sales on Highway 280 in beautiful Sylacauga, Alabama, right across from Elite. Daycare Center. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network. The Federal Sports Network is driven to you by Toyota of Silicaga. Toyota of Silicaga, they're worth the drive and they'll prove it. Go see those guys down there on 280, not far from Safeguard as you're coming out of Silicaga and Childersburg. Great and easy to do business with. You will not be disappointed. That is Toyota of Silicaga. So the Wolves out here to attempt a second and six, first play of the fourth quarter. Peyton takes a snap, tosses it out to Cam Hammonds. Cam Hammonds breaks it loose and picks up about seven yards. Eight yards, they'll call it, and a first down. That's the Southern Smiles of Silicaga first down for the Wolves as they look to try to just hold the ball and get out of here with a win as they're up 27-8 here in the fourth. And quick three scores here as the final at Legion Stadium, 48-8. The final, Comer winning the region tonight, beating Coosa Central. In the fourth quarter, is 47-0 Tallahassee over the Sylacauga Aggies, and it is 53 to nothing, 245 to go in the fourth quarter. Dadeville over Childersburg. All righty. Well, that was, thank you for that state form. I'll be a steer scoreboard update. Cam Hammonds get the handoff up the middle this time and picks up about two, bring up second and eight, and Wolves are just looking to, to eat clock here, Jacob, if I had to guess. Get out of here, get the win, go back home. And that'll give you a little momentum heading into the game next week against uh, Comer. Yeah. And it's twenty-eight to ten, Central Phoenix over Auburn. Man, that's crazy that that rivalry is playing out that way. Do we have an update on Chelsea? I'm still trying to find out. It's twenty-four to nothing in the third quarter. Hoover over the Hornets. Oh well, that's a tough one. Shotgun set with two running backs in the backfield. Takes a snap. Peyton was going to run up the middle. He's got maybe two yards, and he'll get to the 50. That'll bring up about third and five, third and six. And they've already eat up about two minutes off of this fourth quarter clock. Yeah, and, you know, John Limbaugh right now is just wanting to run that clock. Let's get out of here. Yeah, that he is, Jacob. And, Come out after an 0-6 start, win two in a row. you got to be feeling pretty good about going into next season. 
And you know Coach Limbaugh's got to be hungry, too, so he's ready to get out of here and go get something to eat. <laughs> sure he is, because he don't eat before the game. Yeah, he told us that last night. Yeah, that he did. So third down and five. Wolves draw the Bobcats offsides again. That'll move them up five yards, and by a few inches, they'll have a first down. That is a southern smiles of Silicaga first down. Yeah, Coach Limbaugh likes that hard count on these third and, you know, four or five yard to go kind of plays. And, you know, more often than not, it actually works. Yeah, that it does. Catches a lot of teams napping as they're excited to get across that line of scrimmage and blow that thing up. And uh, you use their own excitement against them. They're taking a long time in the huddle, trying to run off as much time as they can. They need to hurry up and get the snap off. That they do. Peyton takes the snap and snap infraction. Yep. False start on the offense, so that'll back them up five yards. Didn't quite get that thing off in time, and and uh, so it made them a little jittery there. Somebody moved. Yeah, Landon. Uh, Landon Thomas, the center, you know, he's getting ready to snap the ball, and, you know, the center cannot move the ball in the, in the slightest, and they'll call it every time. Yeah. Jacob, I don't forget when I was watching it, but I think we talked about it before on that call where it was an official call. They said offsides on everybody but the center. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Shotgun trio, got two running backs in the backfield, a receiver to each end, takes a snap. Peyton hands it off to Hunter Hammonds up the middle. Hunter Hammonds will have about six, seven on the carry. And I'll bring up second down and eight. And, uh, once again, just killing the clock. You know, Coach Limbaugh still has three timeouts in his pocket. And I'd say at this point he'd be happy to go home with three timeouts in his pocket. Yeah, definitely don't need them. And just keep on letting that clock run. Get out of here with a win. Takes the snap. Peyton hands it off straight up the middle to Cam Hammonds. That time, he's going nowhere. Loss of two. This will bring up third down and about ten. You know, right here, you got third and 11. You, if you want a first down, you're in an obvious passing situation, and that's what I'm looking for here. Yeah, I'd like to see a pass here. Maybe a little short screen pass to Zeke DeLoach, because you're probably not going to punt it from this part of the field. You'd probably end up going for it, if I had to guess, Jacob. Yeah, four down territory we're looking at. Yep, just under eight minutes to go in the game. Wolves with the advantage, 27-8 to eight over the Woodland Bobcats. Takes a snap. Peyton drops back. Rolling. Fires deep. Zeke DeLoach, sure-handed receiver with the catch at the 25-yard line and is taken out of bounds and hit late. Where is the flag on that? Bumped him into the fence after the end of the play, and Limbaugh is livid that there is not a late hit, and i got to say I agree with him there. Yeah, you you, you got to think about player safety in that position. He was already out of bounds, and it was three seconds later a, a defensive back comes in and tries to make a tackle when it wasn't needed. That That's an automatic flag. Yeah, that it was. And, you know, anytime you try to say something good about officiating crew, they give you a reason not to. Blatant no call, and, I was hoping they'd go the whole game without making a bad call, but unfortunately they got their first one midway through the fourth. First down, though. Takes a snap. Peyton fakes the handoff, goes up the middle, and gets nothing. So he'll be brought down 
And uh, <laughs> second down and 10. I don't know if you've seen Solly Brooks fell down on the blocker and acted like he was swimming on top of him. There was a bobcat slow to get up. And it looked like that was number 21. Tobin Pinkard, but he's up and moving around. He's ready to play another play. Good deal. You don't like to see guys getting hurt. You want to see them get back up and all that. And Some players may be slow. You take a little bit of lick in this colder weather, it takes a second to get back up. It always hurts worse when it's cold. That it does. Unless it's really cold, then you don't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy set. Barrett will take the snap, run up the middle, and he'll have about five yards. But there's a flag, and I believe that'll be false start. I believe it is, and it was a white hat official, and that's what he's going to call us a false start. He was struggling to get it out of his pocket. <laughs> Having a little bit of a problem there. You so. know, maybe that was the situation on that late hit out of bounds, too. They just couldn't pull it out of the pocket. Yeah, I hope that's what it was. <laughs> we need to take it back to the house and cut the button off the back pocket. <laughs> there you go. So they've done run out about six minutes off of this fourth quarter. So halfway through the fourth quarter now, and the Wolves are continuing to chew that clock. Second down and 16. Peyton has checked out of the game. Baird is in there now in the heavy set. Barrett sends Zeke DeLoach in motion, takes the snap, hands it off to Zeke DeLoach, and that will be another false start on the Wolves. So that'll bring it up make it second and 20 now for the Wolves. Second and 21 for the Wolves, excuse me. And uh, <laughs> you're about to get back in another passing situation. You know that's what John Limbaugh's not wanting on the sideline across the way. No, that is definitely not what you want here. So we'll see what they do. You'll probably just see a straight run up the gut here. You see a Asphalt Princess going up the road over there. Probably somebody leaving the game early because they're tired of seeing this. <laughs> Probably so. We've been in that spot before, though. Barrett takes the snap. He runs up the middle, and he'll have about six or seven yards. And that'll bring up second and about 14, or third and 14, excuse me, for the Wolves. And this clock will tick down under six minutes to go. And you think we'll see a pass here? There's a flag on the play. That may have been a late hit. I believe it was. They're gonna That's call exactly it. what it was. Yeah, Barrett was on the ground, and one of the, came, the players came in a little hot, a little bit too late, so that will be another Southern Smiles of Silicaga first down. And that was a senior, Jake Conger, you know, coming in a little late after the play. That's a senior, Blake. That's, you you got to be more disciplined than that. Yeah. Yep, got to be smarter than that if you're one of those senior leaders. you got to set a good example. And that black-hatted official is walking, and he is continuing to walk all the way down to about the 14. I guess since it was behind the chains, it won't be an automatic first no. down. It'll just make it second. Second and one now for the Wolves. Barrett's still in at quarterback. Looking back at the official, they get the whistle to go. Clock starts back, 5.52, 5.51, Barrett takes a snap. He'll run straight up the middle. He's got the first down. He's powering through, continuing to run. Still on his feet. He's in. He is in the end zone in. for a touchdown. That is six more for the Wolves. So your new score, Wolves 33, Bobcats 8. 
a great job by Cadence Barrett. They are not giving up on the play. He could have went down after the first, second, maybe third contact, but he kept the feet moving, and he got six. That he did. So you'll probably see Nick Abar out to attempt this extra point. No, it looks like we've got a new kicker in there, Jacob. Is that Landon? That's Landon Payton. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure it's not number 10? Ever Oakland? Is that the kicker? Yeah, Ever Oakland. And that one is no good for the Wolves. So the score stands at 33-8. to As the Bobcats get get ready to receive this kick, just try to get out of here and and get back home and get back to the drawing board if you're the Bobcats. Do you know what that kick just reminded me of? What? There was a few years ago in the Egg Bowl. I want to say it might have been 2001. or No, it was 1998 to be exact. A few years ago, Jacob. That was like two decades ago. Well, for me, that was a few years ago. You You probably wasn't thought of by then, but anyways... Ole Miss went to kick the field goal, and it was windy that day. The ball kind of got deadlocked in the air, and it got pushed back. That's exactly what that <laughs> kick just looked like. Oh, uh, that's funny. I thought you were going to say, like, 2014, 2013. Jacob's like, 1972 in the A-Bowl. Well, I tell you what, though, this Fayetteville offense is looking real good tonight. Yeah, that they are. They got to keep this momentum rolling into next week as they will host the BB Comer Tigers on Thursday night. There will be no coaches show this week. Yeah, Coach Fawcett and uh, Coach Limbaugh had an agreement so Coach Fawcett can go scout for the playoffs yep. next Friday night. Good sportsmanship move there for Limbaugh to do that, and I don't blame him. I would do the same thing to help a fellow. Fellow coach, kick will go out of bounds, and it will be stopped by the school resource officer over there on the ground. And that means that it will be a penalty, and Bobcats take over at the 40. And uh, I believe that was <laughs> Cadence Barrett trying to short kick him there, you know, let his gunners get down there and try to force a turnover on a big hit. But unfortunately, the only hit we took was a five-yard penalty. <laughs> That's right. So they'll take over at the 35, and Gay in this offense is probably just trying to get out of here. You see people leaving in the stands, and this one is definitely over. And that's Josh Vanderver is the school resource officer on the kickoff return. I got you. Okay, I forgot his name. I know him, but I forgot his name. Three receivers to the near side, one to the far. Gay is in the shotgun. Gay takes the snap, hands it off to Knowles. Straight up the middle, Knowles got a little bit of running room. He'll burst up. Ooh, burst forward for about seven yards. Wow, that was an ugly hit. <laughs> and he kind of bent the wrong way there. Yeah, his back went backwards and his legs stayed in place. And I was nervous there, and he got right back up. But, you know, these short runs by the Bobcat offense is kind of wearing this defense down, but it's a little too late. Well, it's kind of a good thing for the Wolves for them to do that because you're giving them a little bit of yards here, a little bit of yards there, but it's also running this clock down little by little. Five minutes to go to the end of the game. 
And the shotgun again. Gay takes the snap, hands it off to Knowles straight up the middle. Knowles bounces off the first tackler. He's grabbed again, and he'll lose about two or three. So bring up third and long. Yeah, the Wolves defense keying on Knowles because you know that's who's going to get the ball. He's had the hot hand all night getting positive yards. and You know, Coach Mark Reed across the way with a highlighter yellow hat starting to see that. Yeah, that he is, Jacob. So... Be in no hurry to get this one off. Third down and about five to go. Four and a half minutes in the game left. And, yeah, I think the Wolves get the ball back. We'll probably see the last few snaps in this one. Let's see the old victory formation. See what Joel Shrink, the offense, got dialed up here. Takes a snap, Gay. Delayed handoff to Knowles up the middle. Ooh, hard hit there by Hunter Hammonds, and he'll pick up a yard. Fourth down, four to go, and you'll see the offense stay out there as this clock ticks under four minutes. You know, I would, I'd be looking for the pass here, you know, try just try to get this first down. You know the Bobcats are going to try to throw the Wolves' defense off. Yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do, Jacob. I do agree. Said fourth down and about four to go. and ticking left in the game. Probably the last offensive play if they don't get it for the Bobcats. And they'll take a timeout. We'll take one with them. We'll be right back to the Axon Holmes broadcast booth shortly. The Central Alabama Community College prepare you to be work ready. Enroll in the six-week ready-to-work program and learn the skills you need to start a new career. Call 256-378-2024 to enroll. Don't let this free training opportunity pass you by. Call 256-378-2024 today. Get ready to work with Central Alabama Community College's free class. Call 256-378-2024. Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. Game Action is presented by Toyota of Silicaga, where they're worth the drive and they'll prove it. Online at toyotaofsilicaga.com. Welcome back to Sewell Stadium here in Axis Holmes Broadcast Booth. As me and Jacob Bassett are on the call tonight as the Wolves have traveled here to Woodland to take on the Bobcats. Wolves are up 33-8. to Three minutes left to go in this game. And, Jacob, this one's winding down, and it's been a fun evening. And for after all that this team's been through this year and what we've been through this year, I think we deserve this one. I definitely agree. Takes a snap. Oh, and they fake the handoff up the middle and give it on end around around the outside. Great play call by the Bobcats. And that is Burrs there on the carry. They faked it to Knowles as they've run it quite a few times with him around the outside and with nobody stopping. First yeah. down. And try, trying to trying to throw us off with a little misdirection there. And, you know, it got them the first down yards they needed. And it did. I really like the play call there, too. So three minutes to go in the game. Then the shotgun again. Gay takes the snap. Takes the handoff up the middle. Takes it around the right side. And he'll have about six or seven yards before he falls down. And I bring up second down and about four. 
clock continues to run. I wouldn't expect anybody to call a timeout here. The Bobcats only have one left. I think they're going to go back to the locker room with that one. Yeah, I do believe they will, Jacob, as we're about two minutes left to go now in the game. Wolves up 33-8. to eight and Bobcats just driving down, trying to get out of here, get back to the locker room and back to the drawing board. Jay takes a snap. Drops back. This time he's going to pass. Fires one over the middle. Caught at the 25, to the 20, down to the 15, where he is upended. And that was number seven for the Bobcats, Christopher Butler, on the catch. And he gets that thing all the way down to about the 11. First down and 10 to go for the Bobcats. Yeah, I was expecting a pass there. I told you they was going to try to throw the Wolves defense off, and there's that one big play that we've given up tonight. You were exactly right about that, Jacob. They did just that right there. So from the, excuse me, the 14-yard line is where they will play this. Takes a snap. Gay drops back to pass again. He's looking, looking, runs forward, stays on his feet, is hit hard again. Around the 11, call it the 10. That's where it'd be taken down. You know, looking ahead for the Bobcats, it doesn't get any easier for them next week. They have to travel to Chilton County to play the Isabella Mustangs and uh, finish out the season just up the road from here at Wadley. Man, that's going to be a long ride on that yellow cheese wagon, Jacob. That's a long ways from here to Isabella, ain't it? Yeah, that's what I'm uh, I'm looking up. 89 miles, 2 hours and 11 minute drive. Wow. That's a long one. Jay sends a man in motion, drops back to pass again. He's running around, running around, looking for a receiver. Fires one to the end zone. Oh, just off the fingertips of Butler, incomplete. Down to a minute to go in the game. And great defense there by Britton Cantrell to prevent the Bobcats from scoring there. I'm telling you, he's going to be a good player moving forward. Yeah, that he is, Jacob. And uh, kind of will be past the reins and the ropes from Reed Wallace, Cadence Barrett, and uh, as well as Zeke Loach next year to be one of the leading receivers in that receiving core. In the shotgun, third down and eight. Takes a snap. Gay hands it off to Knowles up the middle. He tried to leap over a guy and keep on driving the pile down about the two-yard line. He might have picked up the first down there, Jacob. Yeah, I believe that's going to be a first down, and, you know, they're going to try to try to get this ball in the end zone in the next minute. Yeah, that they are. So, yep, that brings up first and goal. And now that the ball is placed, the clock will start. Rolling again on the count of the official. Just under a minute, and it's about 50 seconds and ticking now. And so they're going to try to get this thing in on first and goal for the Bobcats. Takes a snap and hand off to Knowles up the middle. He'll get in the end zone. Touchdown, Bobcats. So new score, 33-14, pinning this two-point attempt. And, you know, for what it's worth, I would say Knowles deserved that touchdown. He's been the the workhorse for this Bobcat offense tonight, and, you know, he deserved it. Yeah, I do agree, Jacob. And that offense, they deserved a a touchdown before, like you said, it doesn't get any easier. they got to go to Isabella, so they deserved that touchdown. And 
get out of here with them making it look a little bit closer on the scoreboard. Takes a snap, rolls to the left, throws back to the middle, intended four birds there. So the two-point attempt is no good. So the score stands at 33-14, to 14, way of the Wolves, and they'll be getting the ball back, and you'll probably see a knee, and we'll be out of here. Yeah, and uh, hats off to the Wolves tonight for a great a great game played, a whole lot better than what we saw last week. You know, you know we have a tough opponent coming to Farm Links Field next week for senior night, and B.B. Comer, who, you know, just won the region tonight. So, you know, they're going to play with a lot of momentum on their on their side next week and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough but you know if we play like we did tonight we should be in the ball game. Yeah we should be able to go out there compete with those guys and um not let them blow us out and that'll definitely bring bring a lot of confidence to this team and definitely build confidence for next year's team and then you go on the road to Tuscaloosa to play Holy Spirit. Um which is more than likely can be a win as well. So you're talking about finishing out the season three and one. Yeah, not a fan of Tuscaloosa, but unfortunately we're going to have to go there. And I thought about wearing my orange and blue while I was up there just to feel better about myself. Yeah, you go to Tuscaloosa, that's where they win with losers, <laughs> my opinion. So ready to kick this thing off. It's a short little kick that is going to be fielded by Zeke Deloach. He muffed it down at the 30, but he's running with it now, kneels down. And at about the 27, and you'll probably see Landon Payton or Cadence Barrett come out here taking knee, and that'll be the last play of the game. Yeah, uh, we hadn't seen that a lot this year. We saw it last week, but we weren't excited about it last week. But tonight, I feel better about going home with this one in our pocket. Yeah, I do too. Last week was ugly, and I hated to see that kind of football game played. And, uh, you know, as a senior, you always want to win on your senior night being your last home game but uh, you know fortunately for us we ruined their senior night we don't do that a whole lot either and i'm telling you blake i felt good about this one. yeah i'm telling you i know we on the way here i was kind of nervous because we had to drive so far but you know you you like you said you felt good about it and and it's too bad for jake conger and blue herring and uh red bird and on their senior night not getting the win and, you know, we talked about John Limbaugh going home with timeouts. He just called one. Yeah. I'm not sure why he called that timeout. Three timeouts might have been a little too heavy on the pocket, maybe. Yeah, I had to call one and just tell him to go out there and kneel this thing. Probably draw it up. This is what you're supposed to do on a kneel down. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Don't snap it over the head. <laughs> so Peyton's in there. At quarterback, he takes the snap, and he does nail it. So that will be the final play of the game, and we'll be back with the post-game show here shortly. That was the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, and the final score is Wolves 33, Bobcats 14. We'll be back shortly. Roaring with hometown pride. Here at First Bank of Alabama, our bank family is 
cheering for your team, too. We support all our local communities with state-of-the-art banking. From checking to savings, construction loans, home equity, and home mortgages, we provide all of your consumer and commercial banking needs. We want you to bank how you want, whether it's online, in-person, mobile, or telephone banking. We make it easy for you. Visit us at firstbankal.com to find the most convenient way for you to bank. First Bank of Alabama, where you are first. First Bank of Alabama, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Radio Alabama Sports Post Game Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network. Welcome in to the Fayetteville Sports Network Post Game Show here at Sewell Stadium. The Wolves and the Bobcats has just concluded. Wolves win this one 33 to 14. Great overall performance by the Wolves. And, uh, uh, Jacob, I was just impressed with how the Wolves played. They played how they did two weeks ago against Thorsby, uh, if not a little bit better. Last week, I think, was a fluke of how bad they played. Even though they did win, they played bad last week. They cleaned up all that, had a great week of practice, came in and, and played an almost perfect ball game. Yeah, hats off to Coach Limbaugh for having them ready tonight. You know, a sloppy performance last week. Complete 180 this week. You know, last week was a win, but, you know, it felt like a loss leaving uh, Hanover last week. But tonight we actually get to go home with the feeling of actually putting a game together and coming out with a win. Yeah, that we did, Jacob. And I think one positive Coach Limbaugh talked about it all or on the Coach Limbaugh show is that the emphasis all week was win the turnover battle, win the turnover battle, and they did that tonight. Yeah, and uh, it was a block punt. A block punt in the end zone resulted in a touchdown. I guess you can consider that a turnover. And a great job by the Fayetteville defense uh, making plays. Excuse me, making plays when they had to. And you know this defense stepped up. They rose to the occasion tonight. So hats off to Mark Reed and the other defensive coaches for you know writing that ship from last week. That they did. I thought it was a great overall performance, Jacob. And I look forward to seeing the Wolves back in action here on the Radio Alabama. Uh, excuse me, on the Fevel Sports Network. You go to RadioAlabamaSports.net, click on the Listen Live, go to the Fevel Sports Network, where they will be. Back in action, not Friday, but Thursday night, 6.30 is the pregame show, followed by live game action at 7. And, Jacob, I'm excited about that one. You know, rivalry game with Comer. Um, and no matter what the record of each uh, both teams, it is it is always a close one. Yeah, and uh, we need to come up with a name for that rivalry, the Battle of the Silicaga Fable Highway or something, Battle of Odin's Mill or something <laughs> like that. Battle of Odin's Mill Road. And, uh... You know, Comer got rid of Silicago a few years ago, you know, because the game just was a mismatch. I think that story would be different now. I think it would be a mismatch this year just in a different way. <laughs> and, you know, they, and we saw that in their Jamboree game this year. But, you know, Coach Limbaugh and Mike Battles at the time agreed to play each other in that last game slot. 
now we're in a region, but it still has that rivalry game feel. Yeah, that it is, Jacob. And I feel like, too, if we ever aren't in the same region, which as long as Comer's 2A and we're 2A, we'll always be in the same region, then, um, you know, that they will always play each other. And it's, it's a great rivalry. We look forward to it. No Coach Limbaugh show. No getting to go to Harvey's and spoil ourselves a little bit with a good meal. But um, I'm going to try to go home and spoil myself with a little bit of sleep after that long drive home, Jacob. Any closing thoughts? Well, first of all, War Eagle. You know, Auburn plays tomorrow, so I'm going to say War Eagle. Chop on. Braves are in the playoffs right now. Probably not for long after that performance today. Well, they still got <laughs> hopefully two games left to wrap that ship and get ready to play the NLCS, hopefully. But I tell you what, this Wolves team showed out tonight. That they did, and it's great to be a part of this Wolves broadcast. Thanks to Lee, our sponsors, everyone like that. Anybody making the drive home, be careful tonight. Uh, we'll see you next week on the radio uh, as as well as, as Go Wolves. And you know what? It did feel good to come back to where we had our first broadcast together tonight. This time coming out with a win. You know, we should have came out with a win the last time. But it felt good to come back to Woodland. And I tell you, Blake, I really do enjoy calling radio with you. It's been a fun ride. We still have two games left, and let's go out there and let's do our best. Man, come you out could, with some wins. I couldn't have said it better, man. I enjoy doing this broadcast with you as well, and I'm glad we've had the opportunity to do it together and hopefully do it together for many more years to come. But uh, like you said, we got two games left this year, and uh, even though the season ain't went the way we want, we can finish on a positive note headed into next year. But everybody have a safe and wonderful weekend. War Eagle, even though they're probably going to lose tomorrow, we we still pull for our team. Now, I ain't going to watch them, but I'm still going to pull for them. Yeah, remember, it's bacon and eggs instead of hot dogs and chicken wings tomorrow, so get up get ready for that all day. <laughs> That's right. Uh, safe travels, everyone out there, and have a good night. This has been a presentation of Radio Alabama Sports. This broadcast is copyrighted by Radio Alabama for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or account...